Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Today on episode six of the Galen Trombley Show, I have my good friend Chris Cross joining me in studio. Uh, we go over, um, you know, kind of his background in the North Country, uh, Crossapalooza, Ironman, CrossFit, branding, and we even get a little bit into the Patriots. Uh, we hope you enjoy episode six of the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to episode six of the Galen Trombley Show. Today I have my uh, good friend um, and uh, you know all-around good guy, uh, Christopher Cross, here with us. Um, I met Chris a few years back through our gym. Uh, since then, we've hung out a lot. We've had a lot of good experiences. We've taken a, an RV trip or two, and uh, we've also had babies around the same time. So now we're navigating that as um, you know fathers with young children again. So. Uh, Chris Cross, welcome to the uh, your first ever appearance on the Galen Trombley Show. Uh, thanks. Uh, g- glad to be here. All around good guy. I like that. I like that uh, that saying. I hope it stands true, and your listeners feel the same way. That's it. Well, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, if not, we're gonna persuade them over the next hour to two to, to try to make that a reality. So, um, and anybody watching the the uh, video stream, we both got our the new Kavanaugh Realty hats on. Uh, there's a couple different options. Um, Look at it, check it out. You'll you'll see it all over uh, social media over the next few days. So you'll probably see it on social media before you see it on this podcast. But if you see it, let us know if you like them. Um, and also, um, actually, no, you guys won't even you won't even hear this podcast because hopefully it will be live before I even have to make this announcement. So, um, but yes, it should be on next week. So we're super excited. So, uh, crisscross, give give us. Um, Give us a little background, kind of the crisscross up to crisscross of 2019. Where did you we'll grow do, up? Where did you go to school? We'll where, do that nine year nine year back. Where were you in 2009? No, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. So profile pic. Yeah, so uh, you know, uh, uh, brought into this world, uh, 1984. Uh, my my mother my mother chose uh, uh, pro pro uh, pro life, which is good 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 for me, um, and. Uh, you know, uh, grew up in Fern Lake. I think we're going to talk about that, and uh, we'll get into Fern. Yeah, good to get into Fern Lake uh, in a little bit. But uh, you know, uh, Fern Lake and and um, you know, native native to the area and and uh, around the Lake Placid area, Fern Lake uh, went to El Sable Valley um, and uh, made my way through uh, to Plattsburgh, uh, Plattsburgh State. Graduated from Plattsburgh State. Uh, bought my first home in Cumberland Head. Actually, Kavanaugh Realty helped me sell that home. And uh, I um, ended up building a house in 2017. Uh, you know, my wife, daughter, 11 years old, and uh, Brady, he's new a, a new son. He's uh, he's uh, 14 months old. Uh, oh wow, today, 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 14 months old today. Son of a gun. Um, so, um, and you said you went to Plattsburgh State, right? Yep. What, what year did you graduate? Uh, high school, Plattsburgh State. Oh, geez. High school, 2003, uh, college, 2007. And, um, I actually went to, actually went to college with your wife, right? You so did. yeah, you knew my wife well before I, I, I knew her. So, um, and since, um, 
since college. Now, what, what has been the job history since 2007? <clears throat> yeah, so graduated from college. I uh, ended up working at um, uh, Novabus at the time. Uh, it was new, pretty new at the time. Novabus, yeah, yeah. Pretty it wasn't new. even it wasn't even uh, really done. The the uh, assembly line wasn't even done yet. Um, and so, and then I was fortunate enough to. Um, uh, be contacted by my uh, triathlon coach at the time. I was doing Ironman uh, triathlon, Lake Placid, mm-hmm. and uh, he contacted me and, and asked if I'd be interested in a, uh, a, a sales rep position at what at the time was Graymont, uh, the quarry locally here. And um, I said, yeah, you know, I got a pretty good gig, and I'm, I'm, I like where I'm at, I like who I work with. He said, no, no, you should you should come check it out. And and so I I reluctantly actually ended up having a lunch meeting with him, um, and and kind of explained it to me and, and I went home and I remember telling uh, Jules like it seems too good to be true you know I it just it, you know it's it, everything there was no there was no bad things about it the pay was good you know they were going to give me a, a car they were going to get all this stuff and a little mm-hmm. bit of travel and and so um, I pondered it a little bit and I actually went to uh, I went home and, and actually talked to my dad talked to Ralph about it and said uh, you know what do you think about this and he's Come like well man. you know he's yeah he's like he's like I don't know do what you do what you feel is best I'm like That's, I, I'm asking you good, good, good advice <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, so anyway I ended up uh, uh, taking the position and it was like it was great it was, it, the company was great I loved to work with I work with actually um, most everybody that I've started working with back then uh, they're still there um, oh, we've been a, we've so been a pretty a, high retention rate yeah oh for sure yeah yeah we've 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 uh, we were acquired by a larger company um, in uh, May of 2017 um, and and we brought on some new people since then still t- has been great and uh, I work for them now still um, and and um, a little bigger role, um, more corporate role, and uh, you know, traveling a little bit, uh, big into the safety culture of them, and and so, mm-hmm. um, but uh, no, it's good. It allows me for time to be on the Galen Trombley show. So that's it. Yeah, you, know, you know, it's uh, how, not a bad thing. How often do you travel per uh, per year? Because I know you drive a lot. You, yeah, like, for bids and things like that. I mean, yeah, that- yeah. So I'm in, you know, I'm in Albany. Um, you know, for you know, obviously with with uh, a lot of our large scale customers in this market up mm-hmm. here are are in the Albany region. Of course, we have some around here with. Um, um, your local, you know, Luck Brothers and and the big big outfits like that, Fullers and Excavating and and uh, all of J- JFP Enterprises. Those guys are all working pretty remotely local here. But we, uh, since the market has been so good, um, a lot of the expansion, a lot of the companies have expanded into this market. From uh, you know, for instance, Reifenberg, uh, people locally probably recognize them, their trucks and stuff around. They did a lot of uh, work at the airport. They're working currently at the border. So um, being they're in Troy, so okay. you know you have to go down and, and, and see those customers. But um, with the safety culture, I was traveling to um, Cleveland, Ohio. That's a central location to all of our companies, uh, and and uh, for for meetings, um, you know Syracuse a lot, Buffalo a lot, uh, New Jersey. Um, so there's there's a fair amount of travel. Um, the company's excellent uh, as far as you know putting you up and, and feeding you well. So um, I've been fortunate enough to to get those food gains uh, nice. with the new company. Nice. So. Um, so, and kind of, we, we've already touched on it a little bit, but going back, um, so originally, so I met Chris through our gym, our local gym, CrossFit Plattsburgh, uh, got five years ago, roughly. Uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, was two, uh, no, I think it was, it was two thir- 2000. Oh yeah. 2014, 2014. Yeah. Or was no, it 2013? 13, 13. Yeah, it was 13. Oh, shit, so we're going yeah, on like yeah. six or seven years now. So, um, so I originally met you there. We'll get into that. But before you were, you were big into the Ironman. Um, so kind of what was... How many did you complete, um, and what years were they? Yeah, so uh, how many years I did, you participate? Complete? Yeah, sure. So, so I, I, you know, I actually uh, 
Scott Bombard, uh, who was who was uh, my my triathlon coach at the time. I see, you know, he's still my triathlon coach. I, I tell people like he was my triathlon coach at the time. I'm like, you know what? I've done triathlon in like ten years, but he's still my coach. Yeah. I still call him coach, yeah. even though he was my boss. I called him coach. But um, you're just easing back into the the comeback. Yeah, it's a comeback tour. You know, I'm in I'm in that endurance age right now, so so I could actually make a comeback tour. Prime. Probably do pretty well. You know? Prime, yeah. No, uh, yeah. So so I um I, I got into it. I was interested in it. Uh, obviously, Ironman Lake Placid being in uh, local to us. Uh, Ironman is uh, the first Ironman. You told me right. Um, not the or first. Second, no, the, so after the, Hawaii, it was. The, so the first one actually. The, so so Ironman Lake Placid has been here since 1999. Um, and so. The, they actually uh, this year is a big year for them, um, you know, celebrating twenty uh, twentieth year anniversary mm-hmm. in July. So, um, uh, no, the first one was in Hawaii, um, and they expanded kind of a little bit throughout the United States, and then and then worldwide, and then and like and like uh, Ironman Lake Placid was here and, and started in nineteen ninety nine. Um, you know, being that it was local, it was you know one of the turnaround aid station was was right in the town of Blackbrook, which is about two miles from my parents' house. Uh, so we'd always go down and watch every year, and I, I became interested in mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't really remember how he, Scott Bombard and I connected, but he, he was like, are you interested? And I said, yeah, you know, it seems like a pretty cool thing. Um, you know, I I grew up in a lake. I knew how to swim, did a little bit of running athletically with sports and stuff, but, um, never been on a bike for five plus hours. So didn't know what that was like. Um, so I started training my senior year of high school, like bad mistake. If you're going to do Ironman, don't train in your senior high school and don't think you can train through college to be an, an Ironman triathlete. Like <laughs> that's not good. Like if you like to drink beer and party, then that's what you should do. And then you should think about it maybe in the, in the later when you're a little bit more mature, but if you're, if you don't do that, then cool train. Um, so I, I trained all the way through. I remember playing football, uh, in the fall and then, you know, going to, going to practice and then jumping in the pool afterwards and then like running down the road, trying to get my miles and my bike and, um, bike miles in. And then, uh, so I did it in 2003, um, the July of 2003 was my first one. Um, 2004, uh, I competed again. Um, I didn't finish that one. I, I had some, a mishap on the bike. I was malnourished. Um, and, and told me that before. Yeah. And, uh, I, I passed out on the bike. I, I say passed out on the bike. I, for, I, for my, I guess what happened was I rolled into an aid station and then I just kind of like blacked out, like passed out so i didn't yeah. pass out on the bike i wasn't like this lifeless man on a cruise bike. control <laughs> going through Some the Elon Musk, right, yeah. and stuff. so uh and then and then so i didn't finish in 2004 i kind of was a little bit um you know upset about that so i was like you know what? i'm gonna come back i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna crush it uh 2005 uh completed again 2006 completed again um tried to train another year uh 2006 um you know, Lily. So was, this was through college. Uh, yeah, it was through college, yeah. and it's very difficult to do. By the yeah, way, yeah, I was gonna not, say. Yeah. And uh, Lily was born in 2007. Um, obviously, you know, yeah, knew yeah. knew about that about almost a year before that. So I uh, was trying to train for 2007, and then you know, life life's mm-hmm. happenings happened, and and just didn't make sense to to do that. So, um, so, so what what's your experience with the Ironman? Like I. I think you've told me before that the bike is the hardest part. Just yeah, because so of the sheer amount of time you're yeah, on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so everyone, you know, you talk about Ironman triathlon. People are like, you know, and, and it's it's like the general thing. You know, I you know I could do really really good. Uh, you know, on the on the or no no. So first they say you know the the swim would be the hardest part yep. for me, and and mm-hmm. you know and and running running's terrible. But you know I could bike, and I think to myself, wait a minute. Have That's you what ever? I, I can't sit in a car barely for five hours. Yeah. Like, have you ever sat on the on a bike saddle for five hours? It's not fun, right? Yeah. So, so uh, 
and you know we think about biking leisurely you know from our house to the beach or, or like mm-hmm. around town and it's like ah, you know not 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 a big deal um but when you're racing and you're not really racing right so, so, so you're kind of just like getting on the bicycle and you're like trying to get to the end <laughs> yeah the, for, you know for the for the people that are i think for a lot of people it's just to finish just to finish yes. right yeah. and so and so and then you want to beat your next time right mm-hmm. and so then after that you want to beat the next time and the next time and so um you're kind of competing against yourself and your age group of course as well um so people say well you know w- what is the hardest part and I, and I always tell them the bike and they're like no way that can't be and mm-hmm. I'm like it is because you're on a tremendous I mean, you know, drive to Lake what Placid. 112 miles? It's 100, yeah, 112 I mean, through miles. the mountains of Lake through Placid. Through the mountains yeah. of Lake Placid, you know. Yeah. So so just, just let's just bike a century ride, 100 miles yeah. on flat from here to, you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. That's Down difficult. 87. Right. That's difficult, right? Just just to do that, that's hard. So, and people train for that. People train. So so to do that, so that's the hardest part, in, in my opinion, was the bike. Um, people are like, I can't swim. And I'm like, I think two years or three years in a row, they got every single person that entered the water out of the water before the time cap of two hours and 20 minutes for 2.4 miles so so you know i think you can train yourself to swim i think you can train yourself to bike and you can train yourself to run you have to be able to train yourself to sit on that bicycle and not really get on headphones with no headphones um you know no training partners um you, you have your own lane. Yeah. You get the whole lane of the road. They close yeah. the road down. Well, so and you get cool. some people yelling at you. But at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. it's still Yeah, a lot you stop. Of you get a, you know, get a banana and a sports drink and, mm-hmm. and be on your way. Some but gel. Yeah, exactly. So so that's the thing. And, and uh, you know, I was doing I was doing Ironman at 167 pounds, you know, six foot, 167 pounds. So String bean? Yeah, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was pretty fit that for 50, that five, domain. 50 pounds ago? 45? Uh, <laughs> 67, Roughly. so 30. Yeah, it's about 50 pounds Jeez. ago. Makes the bike a little easier, I guess. But um, yeah, because when I went with you, I, I, I've only been once. We went and watched the start at like early in the morning, which was awesome. I thought it was a cool experience. But I think everybody but one person, two people made it out of the swim. Yeah, and, yeah and exactly. The, and the thing is, I which I, I don't know if this is a bad thing or a good thing, but I think this comes in any kind of uh, race. I was always thinking like people doing the Ironman were like legit um, – like really good shape for that. There's people of all different skill level, size. You know? Yeah, you know. I mean, I've saw some people that I'm like, my God, I think, but I think their only goal was like to get to the bike kind of thing. Right, right. And there's some people that do it, I think, for more of um, more of, of a motivation to lose weight or give them a set goal for sure. big and lofty, Absolutely. which I, I give 100%. I mean, that's that's very admirable. Yeah, I think a lot, of, a lot of times you look at these people and you're like, wow, that, you know, that person. And, and by the way, Kudos, right? Yeah, life tra- transformation. You know, like, like, like to just to do it to, for the fit individual mm-hmm. to do an Ironman is an accomplishment, in my opinion. And, oh, yeah. and I actually now I look back and I think to myself, I, I can't believe that I did it. Mm-hmm. I think I was just young and able to really adapt to that to yeah. that you know uh, stressor of doing an Ironman. But mm-hmm. like, you look at those people and you're like, wow, how how are they going to be able to just run a marathon, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and so, but what's even more impressive than that is you know that they've trained all year. And you wonder what the start was, right? Exactly. So was it diabetes? Was it, did they lose a family member? Are, are they battling their own cancer? I mean, they could be cancer? down 50 pounds, 60 right. pounds. And, yeah. and, and they do it. And you see these people. And actually, when you go to an Ironman, if anybody goes to an Ironman, the, the best part about Ironman is to watch from those last four hours at the finish line. Because it's not... It's cool to watch the, the top place people finish in eight hours yeah. and, and nine hours. You're talking like eight to midnight kind of thing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because those are the people, right, that have cause. They're yeah. doing it for a cause, yeah. whether it's themselves or whatever. And 
to see them cross the finish line is electric. It's it's like nothing you ever, and it can motivate you to no have, end. Have you seen the ending since you've competed? Yes. I'd yes. like that. We should go do that. I'd like to go see the ending because we saw the beginning, which I thought yeah. was pretty fun. But I, I get the ending. Yeah, it's like the end of the movie kind of thing. Like it's yeah, much, yeah, it's much like, more meaningful. So, and those people, these people have been out there for you know at midnight. This Eight. is seventeen hours. For seventeen, yeah, seventeen hours, right? Yeah. So, so when they finish after seventeen hours of exercise, yeah, you know, I mean, just the physical body is like, you know, wow, exerted, and they stop, you know, and so that's that's the beauty of it, and you know, the crowds there. It's a Sunday night. The crowd's electric. The music's blaring. You got Mike Riley, the voice of Iron Man, just screaming, you are an Iron Man. You are an Iron Man. He was Man. great. He was, he was yeah, you know, before they got in the lake. Exactly, like, yes. exactly. It's like, it's, like I, I'm, it's, it's Sunday night at 11 o'clock at night, and I'm ready to run through a wall. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm amped up. And so that's the beauty of, of Iron Man. And, and that's really the culture of Iron Man, too, is, is the, the success stories. You know, it's actually similar to CrossFit, right? It's like we have this, this, this competition that we have like in, in the summer and it's like for those top athletes. Oh, yeah. But the real story is everything that's happening at all the affiliates, at every affiliate, right? The, the grandmothers, the, the middle-aged uh, teachers, the lawyers, the, you know, the obese grandmothers that are there yeah. getting fit. And so I think that that part similar to Ironman, you know, is, is the same. Um, now are, are places in Lake Placid open late? Do they give like, cause I know obviously bars are open the tube. I'm, I'm assuming most of the like, there's probably a lot of restaurants and stuff that stay open that late, or no? Are they just kind of like um, shut down? Because you think with the mass, like the amount of people, like someone yeah. just done the race, I'm like, I'm gonna go get some pizza, or I'm gonna, you know what I mean? You know, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. I think, I think like maybe some of them that are really close to the finish line probably are open, like the restaurants and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I think uptown because they finish know, right in the oval, right? Yeah, they finish or in the right oval around. Yeah, there. and and I think um, up up on main streets, it's pretty closed, right? Because because the the well, I'd say past the bike loop, that would be closed. Yeah, right? they, they close it up there. So the traffic-wise, I think they would probably close. I, I don't know. Yeah. The, I don't know the answer to that. But yeah. it's, I think that there is some people at that restaurants on the farther side that that have, uh, that would stay open. It makes it would make sense to me that they would. I think so. I think I think you would want it, but I don't coffee know, like, and maybe you're not. You don't. Well, I mean, just, whole I, was menu, like right? pizza, I was just thinking like pizza or yeah. just like a let's get a burger when you're yeah. done. Just. The Stewarts on the the Stewarts on the run course is always open, and uh, people are in there and they're like that. Like oh, yeah. the people at Stewarts are just making sandwiches, and they're just like because pe- there's nothing else open, right? Uh, the, on uh, the run course. That's a great location for Stewarts. Oh, beautiful, that, that beautiful, packed. Um, so, so let, let's get into we, we've talked about it um, kind of briefly, but. Um, so we again we met at CrossFit. Um, how did you get into CrossFit? I, I guess my my story of how I got into it. I, I met a guy in May of 2011, and he told me about it. I went and looked at the first um, the first day. He's like, go to CrossFit.com. Looked at the first day. It was deadlift five 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 by five. L- lifted in your basement, right? Well, this this was before. Uh, I, I, yes, actually, I was lifting in the basement at the time. Where I, I'm, I'm five seven, and I want to say the basement was no more than six and a half feet. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was very tiny. I could put my hand up and easily hit it. Um, the but I ended up meeting this guy. He told me about it. He goes, "Oh, you should try this out." So I'm like, oh, "What is it?" So I went and looked on the main site, and it was five by five deadlift. Me not really having a background or knowing any of the the methodology of it, I kind of looked at that. I'm like, "That's stupid. Like, I'm not doing that." Next, then, then the next day was uh, Helen, and then the next day, and for people that don't know. Helen's just the name of a workout. I won't get into all the details of the actual movements and reps and weight, but it was so it kind of went down the thing. I'm like, this is this is kind of dumb. Like that's all we do all day. Like it, you're talking 20 reps, 40 reps, you know, whatever it was. And I'm like, you know, 30 reps of 
of kettlebell swings like you know, and it just didn't make much sense and i just didn't understand the aspect of intensity i just was kind of like oh like so you're asking me to do three sets of this and then i'm done like that I'd be, i'll be done in 10 minutes um so fast forward i looked at it thought it was dumb probably like anybody that looks at crossfit i just didn't care for it go all the way down to two th- or no october november 2011 i was on um I was out actually at a real estate conference out in California and had like two, basically a day and a half to kill. Was on YouTube, um, just kind of scrolling around and I ended up coming across the 2011 behind the scenes of the CrossFit Games. And it was like four or five episodes, probably about an hour each while I watched all five or whatever it was, five or six episodes. And I've always wanted to, up until that point, try to figure out a way that I could, I thought just like going into the gym was boring. So my whole thing was, could I go into the gym and find find a way that would be more like training like an athlete? I played sports my whole life. I always felt the best shape when I actually was like training for a sport, practice, whatever. So to me, going down in my basement and doing sets and reps and everything else, was just it got monotonous. And I was like, I, I'd rather be training like an athlete versus just sitting there and doing isolation movements. And uh, so I watched him and I watched the guys. I'm like, they're lifting a lot of weight. They're running faster than I can run. They're, they're super fit. They're doing all these things that I can't do any of. Even yeah. if I'm like, I'm a great runner, they're still, my, their mile times are faster. They're lifting three times as much as I can lift or twice as much, whatever it was. And why does every one of them look like a superhero? And, and that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks like literally Marvel Comics on, on a, that came popping out on a screen. So, um, so then I kind of dabbled in it in 2000, end of 2011, beginning of 2012. John Morris called me on, no, actually I lied. Went the full year of 2012 just doing stuff in my basement, outside, made a wall ball out of sand and a, ba- and a basketball with duct tape. Not a good idea. Um, and all this stuff. And then I, John Morris, I talked to him in January of 2013, got hooked up through a mutual friend. He opened the gym in 2000, April of 2013. And I, I kind of joke on the first member of CrossFit Plattsburgh, not named, not last name of Morris. And I remember, um, you know, helping, um, Scott and, and Logan and John and Joe and, and, uh, basically unbox all the stuff. Um, I remember doing a couple of the 2013 open workouts with either no mats or a couple mats because the gym wasn't solidified at that time. And that's been my journey. I've been doing it since. So 2000, basically end of 2011, beginning of 12 till now, you came in in 2013, I think. 13. You're probably what, a month later? A yeah, m- month May, after opening. May 2013. Yeah. Um, so we had just I, been open about a month. I didn't do the open in 13, so. You, yeah, you, yeah. It was, I think, yeah, you're probably a month or two yeah. in. Yep. First workout, great. Uh, Nancy. Yep, that's, uh, well, yep. that sucks if it's your first five, one. Five rounds, 15 overhead squats at 95 and a 400 meter run. And uh, John's like, yeah, just, um, and I, did, I think I did it at 5.30 in the morning. Like I was gonna be, Oof. I was gonna be one of those guys. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna come in at five thirty. Then I'm gonna come out. in at four thirty in the afternoon. I'm gonna do two a day because I was like sold, right? Yeah. And so, uh, had you been doing it prior to coming in? Because you were at, you were so, at another gym and then yeah. So um, I, I so so my journey. Uh, so I went to I did when I finished Ironman. I um, I got into bodybuilding ish, mm-hmm. doing bodybuilding, and realized one day like I uh, I was working out at Eclipse and and I walked up the stairs at Eclipse and I was like out of breath. Mm-hmm. And we did cardio, but you know, cardio and when you're weightlifting is like walking is like walking like on the treadmill. Um, you know, and and that worked. Uh, you know, physique wise, I looked. I looked really good, mm-hmm. but then I realized I, I couldn't do the thing. So um, I was working out. Uh, I, I was working out with um, 
or at the at the wellness center. Um, John at the time was a, was a trainer at the wellness center. Yep. He was trying to get CrossFit like joining at the wellness center, yep. and like they weren't buying it. So he was like, "Well, screw this. I'm going to go um, open up my own gym." So he was actually a trainer there, and he my very first workout. I, I take it back. It wasn't Nancy. Um, we did uh, hang cleans mm-hmm. um, and burpees. And I don't know, remember what the workout was. I think it was just one he put together, but it was a couple rounds. And um, it was at the wellness center in the gym, uh, you know, the basketball court. Yep. And uh, I was wearing these big sweatpants. And I was wearing Air long Maxes. Se- actually, Air Max, yeah. Yep. Air Max. And uh, actually, Everett was with me. Uh, oh, at the thing and ever did it he died too he, we both died actually <laughs> we're both we're, actually our souls are both That's still at the wellness center we left them there on the floor yeah so uh so that was my first workout so so john kept saying come on over come on over and uh i had joined and you guys just went to the regionals um that yes. was in boston that year a couple of us yep yep went down there and uh i remember i i got handstand push-ups that weekend and i sent john a video and uh it's funny i would recently went back and looked at that video and i was like Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah this is yeah. like, this is, this is terrible. Yep. This is terrible. And, uh, so, so, um, and the same, same reason, right. I wanted to, I loved bodybuilding. I loved Iron Man, but I kind of wanted to mold those two into one domain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and CrossFit was that answer for me. And, and people are like, Oh yeah, it's CrossFit. It's CrossFit. And I'm like, listen, you know, I'm into all fitness, like marathon runner. I did that. I did biking. I did swimming. I've done yoga. Um, you know, just even sport like, like sailing, which, which, you know, people are like, that's not a sport. Well, it is a sport and it's actually very difficult competitive yep. racing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've done those things and, and CrossFit doesn't work for everybody, but it works for me. And, and that's why I tell people like, you should just come try it out. My, my 62 year old mother with double knee replacement does it. And, and she, she does great. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's scalable and, and it just works for me. And, and so, um, I just try to deliver that message to other people, but, um, I actually got a question for you. Do you still have the basketball sandbag? Oh, yeah. You do? Yeah. That should be it's like... It's my parents' house. I, I should bring it to you the You should gym. bring it in. We should well, put that out on the wall as the, like vintage. The, the problem is, so I popped... You know, you you, pl- you put yep. the uh, the needle in. So I yep. popped that out. Put in, And of course, I like Googled how to make a, a med ball. <laughs> so I said, get a basketball, did a piece of paper, made it kind of like a funnel, got sand at Lowe's, dumped the sand into the bag, put it on a... Put on a scale, waited till it got twenty pounds, pulled it out, duct taped around around the ball. Now the whole ball is not duct taped because I wanted some kind of grip. So there's probably just duct, just around the hole, right? Pretty much yeah. the most part. Well, the problem is duct tape keeps keeps a lot of stuff in, but I don't I don't know exactly you know the situation with the basketball. But when you a wall ball, basically you throw it up on the wall, it comes down, and it, it's just a very it's a weighted weighted ball. It's a weighted, yeah, yeah it's with a weighted, cushion around it. And, yep, yeah. and, and so this. The bad thing about it is, one, a typical wall ball doesn't really shift. So if you think about the sand, didn't fill up the whole oh, ball. Oh, right, so right. So it would okay. throw up, so you'd have the weight would go up. And as it's coming down, it wasn't actually 20 pounds coming down with whatever the force of the <laughs> sand dropping. It was probably – honestly, if we wanted to use a heavy wall ball, you could probably use that. It was awkward. You would catch it, and the sand would shift on you. And then the worst part was the sand would actually come out. So as you're doing wall balls looking up, the ball's coming down and getting <laughs> sand in your eyes. So it wasn't the smartest thing. And of as course, if wall balls weren't enough, you, you have to, you have to well, dodge the sand coming out of the bag. Exactly. So then I ended up – now my wall ball target was outside, and I would literally look up at my parents' vinyl siding of the house and be like, I'm just going to throw it up to that one. It looks about 10 feet, and uh, that, that's where it started. So very bare bones. I used to have to – any kind of Olympic lifting, I'd have to – so it was in the basement. I'd walk a barbell up the basement – through the house, into the garage, put it down, walk down, grab a couple plates, 
same thing. It took me probably a solid 10 minutes just to transport weights into the garage. And then when I was done, because we had really no other spare spot in the in the garage to keep the weights, I'd grab them, bring them downstairs. So um, it's a good warm up. It was a great warm up. And uh, I mean, I did my first ever. When I used to do Elizabeth, I would do the squat cleans in the basement. I would run up a flight of stairs to the main level, run up a flight of stairs to the second level, do dips on legit rogue rings, but I had them hanging from like the door jam pull up bar. And I would do dips up there, and I would have to run all the way back down. And um, What was your time on that? I think my first one with squat cleans was like 13 minutes. First time you did it in a gym, you crushed your, you crushed your time. Well, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I had three minutes worth of transition running. So, I, But it was uh, great. Um, so but it was kind of cool when you look back at like stuff like that. My pull-ups were terrible because I could never actually fully do. You know, I think I think you should bring the ball in, and, and we should I'll bring uh, it in. We should get a we should get. My a parents pla- would actually love it. At we, their house. we should get a plaque made by uh, Tommy Lorman. Shout out Lorman's Lorman's Embroidery and uh, and more. Ross McAllister, if you're listening, I just uh, talked to old Rossy yesterday. Hook us up with a plaque. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll display it proudly at our gym, like the CrossFit Plattsburgh first ever wall ball. We'll, we'll put it next to the games plate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it was pretty cool. There was a lot of, uh, well, you've seen my first, actually my first barbell sitting in your garage right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use it. Yeah. You could, that's a great way to break your wrist if you're doing squat cleans. I, I snatched. So granted, go back to two th- or 2013, 12, 13, I snatched 155 with that and cleaned over 200. Which I'm, I mean, at the time I was. I, I'm surprised that, when you when you went up. For me, and, that was big. That was when, big. When was, you when you flipped not, the snatch, it didn't like take you backwards. Because like, did it, did the barbell not, spin much? It, it's not good. It's it's <laughs> fun, but no, the, the worst part is the the, the knurlings on the bar are so sharp. Right, right. You fuck, like if you had a like if you hook grip anything, you're you're just get, yeah, skiing made, yourself. It's made for bench press and squatting. Yeah, exactly. It was a cheap barbell. Like, I got it Sears with oh, um, with like a was it Wendler Wendler. Waiter, something like that. Whatever waiter, the co- waiter, yeah, yeah, waiter, yeah, yeah. W E I D. So I bought one of those sets. I remember, like going in the like, the, I remember going in the Sears and I I bought that. It came with like three hundred pounds of metal plates that I think are all still at your house too. And it came with like a bench and, and a squat rack. Well, the squat rack could only go up to three hundred pounds, which was great when I started. And then eventually got to the point where I just couldn't do. Which I mean, yeah. I'm not saying I was like super strong, but like I was always approaching that, so I didn't right, want right. to. Um, yeah. So I got to the point where that was good. Till about the time that I, I we ended up opening the gym, which worked out. But I don't even know where that. I think I got. I don't even know where that stuff is. I might have got. That might be still in my parents' garage. I gotta. I probably should go get Galen, it. But. Galen keeps his. Uh, for the time being, is keeping his stuff at my house. I have a garage gym and that I don't use, so it's actually it's great. It's good storage. It's good storage oh, place. Yeah. Uh, garage gym uh, that I put in when we built our house, and uh, it's actually legit garage gym. We got a lot of a lot, of, a lot of pieces. Lot of good, <laughs> a lot of good pieces. pieces in there, but uh, hard to use in the wintertime. It's cold in there. So. Um, that's what I wanted to use at mine because that second it's Gina's massage room, but it's it's it's, it's uh, heated. You put a little heater in that side one right there. Oh, that's where your snowblower no, is, right? Well, the little side one's too small, but the one in the back, those were that's a two car garage, all all insulated, been perfect. But of course, it's Gina's massage room. That would have been that would have been a gym, and that would have been phenomenal. Yeah, it would have no, sure. by far nothing else would have been out there. Um, but uh, yeah, so we ended up um, like I said, two thousand. 13 and we've been there now going into 2019 yeah 2019 so it must be what year it's year six six wow. year six yeah yeah wow. expanding expanding that's uh that's you incredible. know i i um i uh kind of taken a little bit of a uh a, a role with john um in in helping actually you, you two uh in building kind of building the brand and and uh we've really i say i say we and i lightly actually john's done a, a phenomenal job in building the brand and um 
uh, you know, kind of expanding. I, I think, you know, eight rowers now, six assault bikes, uh, four GHD machines. I think when we first started, we had like very, three very, rowers. <laughs> very large rack. The rack went along the yep, wall. Yeah, yeah, big rack and uh, a bunch of weights and, and, and every year kind of kind of dumping some money into it. And I think that's really the, the spirit of the affiliate, right? Affiliate mm-hmm. owner of, of, you know, it's not all, you know, very few times um, can you just dump, you know, hundred thousand dollars and build a gym it's it has to start from a from a you know everybody starts from a basis right and well it's like any startup yep minimal exactly. cost you yep. know yep. um uh, except the pancheck brothers pancheck brothers they just they just opened up their new gyms Did they? oh the, it's beautiful which which one the, the um twins? it's the, in, they're, yeah there's twins saxon right? and saxon yeah. and uh, spencer yeah yeah so they just opened up a beautiful gym out in ohio so Scott still has his, his yep, gym. Yep, Scott still has his. Brothers uh, moved out. Yep, and they uh, they they have their own gym. Uh, CrossFit Cliffside, I think, is is the name. Of it. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've been a little out of touch on on uh, some yeah. games people lately, but um, th- those kids are they're but, impressive. But yeah, they 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 went in and, and dumped in a uh, uh, you know yeah CrossFit Cliffside. It's in uh, it's in Cleveland, Ohio, actually. Oh, oh, size, Cleveland. Size, Cleveland. I should go out there and check it out. A sizable purchase from. Uh, yeah, you actually, yeah, you should. Yeah, go. Yeah. Well, so, you know, they're both, they're both. Well, uh, Saxon's a games athlete, and uh, and, and brother, Spencer's a regional athlete. Will probably at one point. Yeah, yeah, and, and and of course, of course, Scott. You know, obviously, he's a he's an OG. Yeah. So they, yeah. but they have a they have a good following, and they have great programming. I actually follow some of their programming. They're they're uh, they're legit. Cool. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, in regards to you, kind of mentioned on it before. I think when when people think of CrossFit, I think the first. The first thing they think about is all the horror videos that you'll see online of people like doing snatching or doing something like, well, that's stupid. There's no training. Um, my, my always argument to that is one, you're looking at like the blooper reel and then you can go online and see the blooper reel from a a power lifting or just like a, a typical, um, gym out there with people not knowing how to use machines or whatever. So I think it really comes down to people being shown what they're doing. I think we take, um, a lot of responsibility and making sure that um, people are hitting the quality of movement before um, before really going crazy on anything else. Meaning, we don't really care how much you lift or how fast you go. We just want you to make sure you're moving safely and efficiently. And then the intensity, the weight, the the speed will come later. Um, but I think the most positive thing that people like, yes, when you come to CrossFit, it's great. You you physically become better. I think the biggest thing though, CrossFit is, is to me more the mental, um, aspect of it in the sense of, um, I say it's the community aspect of it. It's meeting new people. It's having the accountability of people like, Hey, I I know you're going to go to the gym. I know someone else is going to go to the gym. And then, and then every little person, they kind of get their two or three good gym buddies and they're texting and saying, you're going to this class or that class. And I think what happens is someone that's brand new is very welcomed into the gym, meaning they don't just like walk in and do their own thing in the corner. Like, no, everybody will introduce themselves to you. And then after you've been going for a couple of weeks, you will slowly assimilate with the people that you feel most comfortable, you know, lifting with or, or whatever the case is. And I think what happens is once, once that goes, then that person becomes, Hey, this is obviously I'm getting in good shape. I, I look better. I feel better. I'm you know, I've lost inches or body fat or I'm eating healthier or whatever the case may be or have more energy. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, hey, I have a really good group of support, um, a supporting group. I have a really good group of friends. Um, the accountability is there. And a lot of times, like, 
I, I think we've even gotten past the point where like, hey, we're gonna just go to the gym because like we should go to the gym to the point like we just want to go hang out with our buddies and, and, and have a good time. <laughs> to show up and realize we didn't work out for two hours. We're just like all ready to work out, and then we're just yeah. like hanging. Well, out. there's the times like that too. Yeah, they just you just go and hang out. Or <laughs> you guys want a beer? Well, you didn't even work out. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Isaac. But I I think uh, <laughs> yeah. I th- that happens, and I think that's the number one thing is the, the just the accountability. You're not gonna go to the gym and just do your own thing. You're actually gonna go to the gym, meet other people, work out with other people, and then hopefully that accountability and community aspect becomes just it makes you i think an overall better person in the sense that you become more open you're easy to easier to talk to people you have a, a much bigger group of friends a wider base of friends we have For people sure. from yeah. all different levels companies yeah. um backgrounds athletic ability yeah. i think uh you know i think that, yeah there's there's certainly an element to that i had a um you know everybody seems to like oh you know you look like you're in shape what do you do and i said as soon as they say crossfit either they get like oh i do i do crossfit or my dad does crossfit or it's the other like oh you do crossfit and then then we get into this it's not a debate per se but it's like it's a it's a discussion and and i was at a wedding one time and this girl who who claimed to be a fitness journalist whatever that is um she wanted to debate with me she's like well i've been to gyms all over dubai and all over the europe and and so i you know i listened to her and, and and one of her arguments was um, that, you know, people are, people are, you know, they're getting hurt and they're not doing it. And, and, you know, and I agree with you. And I think that resonates across the board with like any gym, right? Like, um, how many blooper reels have you seen where the, the guy sits on the leg machine and he's got like, he's doing pushups like, on four, or whatever. four Volkswagens on the thing. And he's, and he's trying to do a leg press and he, and like, he gets it down and he like, his leg snaps, right. Or, yeah. or he can't push it back up. And, and so, you know, there is that stuff nobody around, nobody around and nobody's coaching him. And, and obviously you got to be smart with, with these things. And, but, but cer- certainly I think, you know, and I, I kind of touched on it a little bit before, but um, you know, CrossFit is more or less about the effects that you get unrelated to fitness. Mm-hmm. And so, in my opinion, you know, um, there's a there's a beautiful podcast or beautiful you know videos on YouTube of Greg Glassman, the CEO and founder of CrossFit, and he's talking about um, the direct effects of CrossFit and its its ability to fight chronic disease, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, we can only do so much in a gym as affiliate owners and as coaches and whatever to help them do that. But what we can do is for that hour each day that they come in, right? If we can go in and we can say, okay, this is the workout. This is how we're going to move. And we review the movements and we get through the movements efficiently. And we watch them and we say, hey, yes, you're doing it right. Yes, you're not doing it at the prescribed weight that everybody else is expected to do it at. You're doing it at a lighter rate or you're scaling even the movement, but you're doing it. And that's what we want to see. And our goal is at the end of the day is did they leave the, the, the gym getting a good workout mm-hmm. and the likelihood is at a CrossFit gym is yes, you did. Yeah. And, and, and by doing that, we're fighting, you know, all of those CrossFit or excuse me, those, those chronic diseases. And, and so why CrossFit versus something else, high intensity interval training, hands down. I mean, that's the easiest way to put it. High, high intensity interval training. Yeah. And I think, I think it's the, and, and you had mentioned, uh, Greg Glassman, the founder. I, I can only say so much. If you want to just hear a guy who eloquently can speak and is to me, a genius. I, I think he he's, yeah, he's, he's totally revolutionized more than just a fitness thing. He, he's to, I mean, if just just look up any videos by Greg Glassman. The guy he looks he looks like a ratty old pirate that came off. He's probably he probably looks at like the guy at your local bar. He needs a hip uh, replacement, I think. But yeah, and he, he's uh, in rough shape from. But the uh, the knowledge that that guy has and um, just what he's been able to create is 
absolutely amazing. And I would, I, I really would put him up there with a pine, like one of the great pioneers of this era. Um, he just happened to do it in the fitness wellness, um, space. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it's going to, you know, I, who knows what the legacy of CrossFit will be going forward, but I think he, he had a lot to do with, like, I think really yeah. just changing people's paradigm on that. Yeah. And I think, you know, we went to the CrossFit games this year, right? The focus yeah. certainly was now not on competition, but on training medical professionals about the benefits of CrossFit, mm-hmm. about chronic disease control, diabetes prevention, um, and so on. And there was a whole section on the main outdoor floor, um, CrossFit medical. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was designed for all of those individuals that are doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, phys- physicians, assistants, dietitians, and everything. They had their own section. And that really, what that said to me was, okay, mm-hmm. the focus is now on health and wellness versus being, being Matt Frazier and being Rich Froning, mm-hmm. which those guys are specimens and people, you know, they, they have the right to be tip of the spear. Yep. And that's, that's their thing. That's the 1% of the 1% in the world. Um, so one percent of those people, maybe of all the people. So I think last year the open had what four hundred thousand. Oh gosh, yeah, so four hundred thousand people yeah, signed I'd up. Say well that. So half a million people signed up for the CrossFit Open, which is an international competition to to decide who goes to the games, and you know we crown one winner, mm-hmm. one winner exactly. You know what I mean? So what is you know what where what is the focus here? The focus is not to find the fittest on earth, although that is kind of was the marketing piece at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Is who who's the fittest on earth yep. who, of all the respective domains? You know the uh, phosphogenic and all that stuff. It's oxidative and so on. But it's what is what now is we are fighting chronic disease and it's, that's I think you go to YouTube and just type in Greg Glassman CrossFit on any seminar. He just, is just, he is like, the guy is, is uh, very well spoken, well spoken and very smart. Well, the thing is he, he can uh, articulate words way better. It, it would take me 10 times as many words to say what he could in, in a sentence. You That's know what right. I mean? It's yep. just, he's just very articulate. And, and, and by the way, there's nutrition of all too. Like you don't come to a CrossFit gym and we like cure your type two diabetes. Well, th- <laughs> we, think, you got to eat think, well. You got to think, do- think of the, uh, the pyramid, the hierarchy of, of CrossFit. The base is always nutrition. So right. they, it, it's, uh. But having said that and kind of taking a step back, I think the um, the other thing about CrossFit is I think most people, and this isn't, I'm not talking about the the person out there that, hey, I, I go to the, the gym and a big strong dude and whatever. It's like, I would love to see those guys come because you are, will struggle at majority of the stuff we do. You will excel at certain aspects because of your strength, but you're always going to have yeah. a weakness. You know, CrossFit is not looking for the strongest, not looking for the fastest, not looking, they're looking for the person who's the strongest, fastest most flexible, most conditioned, yep. most, most adaptable. Um, but what I, what, you know, kind of my thing is when you, when you look at the games, you look at Matt Fraser, you look at Tia Toomey, you look at Rich, you, like these people are absolute freaks. Well, that'd be like you on a Sunday saying, man, look at, look at Tom Brady and, you know, and all these guys out there, maybe not Tom Brady, but you know what I mean? Like take a freaking football. You're like, holy crap. Like, well, yeah, that, you're looking at the, the Sunday, the CrossFit games are the Super Bowl. You know, what we want you to look at is strip that away. Look at all the videos posted on the open. That is people that is like you, mm-hmm. me, the person down the road. Yep. And what I think people look at is that I can't do CrossFit unless I'm already fit. Well, that that's the longest way you're ever going to get fit is with that attitude. And I think what most people do is, hey, you can't do a pull up. You can't. You can barely squat. You can barely move. Guess what? Come do CrossFit. It's universally universally scalable, meaning. 
you could watch somebody flipping around on the rings and doing all these cool, crazy things. Well, guess what? They had years of getting to that level. You might be at the point where if everybody's using, you know, 50 pound dumbbells or clean and jerking 200 plus pounds, you might be at a hundred. You might be at 50. You might be at a, tw- a 10 pound dumbbell. You might be at nothing. You might just literally have to learn how to move better. But at the end of the day, like you talked about, um, your mom with, you know, knee replacements and things like that. She came in and she did a modified version of what you did. And guess what? At her level of fitness, that was perfect. Yep. And it was, it's all relative to your level. I, and nobody looked at um, Karen and said, oh, man, look at her. She, she got last place and she only did that. Nobody cares. Everybody actually looks at Karen and gave her probably the most high fives of the day exactly. because they're like, yeah, yeah. dude, that's awesome. Like, yeah, you showed nobody up nobody and, cares about the guy that comes like, in first. Then. No, you're like, dude, you crushed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you watching you finish fast or whatever, everybody's yeah. like, okay, cool, Chris, good job. But like, then everybody's going and high-fiving and fist-pumping Karen because she finished her first workout and did 30 squats that she didn't think she could do. Like that, that to me is, is the coolest factor. You know, when you see someone come in that – and then you say well, – we see people – you know, multiple times throughout the week. So it doesn't, it's not as big of a shift. And then all of a sudden you see a photo from a year ago and you're like, holy shit. Like, wait, what? You, I remember, was, uh, that was you coming specifically, in? uh, I remember, uh, back when, back when he came, Joel Obama, I remember. Oh yeah. He gave us that yeah. photo, like when he started and then, and then like, was it a year later? Was it a couple years uh, later or something? It was only a year, a year, year? two. It was, yeah, it was and, quick. uh, holy cow. It was like, it was like the guy lost half of himself. Yeah. And just a strong kid. Um, came in and I don't think from any specific background um, started doing CrossFit and really bought into the whole the whole nutrition and fitness and wellness and he came in and you know working a full time job had a wife had a kid um, full time job like not even close to here like in Raybrook mm-hmm. and uh, coming making time for himself to come into the gym and and you know a year later it was like and we didn't see it because we saw him every day but a year later wow well that's before it. I had for pictures like holy cow yeah and. Uh, even even take um, you know I pick on uh, Lindsay who's been going, you know since the gym opened she was one of the founding members and uh, when she came in she was about as big as my pen yeah, and she'll she'll be the first one to tell you that For sure and then, and then all of a sudden you like looked at her like a year or two later and you're like holy crap like she was like yeah I gained like twenty five pounds yeah. or thirty well, I'm probably thirty to be honest because I don't know how light she was but say twenty say she gained twenty pounds. She looks a hell of a lot better now than she did back then. She'll be oh, the first to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she just is stronger. She's she a- um, she was actually lifting with Livia, her sister, at the at the wellness center when I was there. Oh, right. And uh, her and her sister were over there. And I was like, because they're fit. I mean, they just look fit, right? And yeah, they- so like, I was like, oh, there's two fit girls. And then and then come to find out, I like I come to CrossFit and like, they, they, they're there. I'm like, hey, you, you girls are the ones from the wellness center. Like, yeah, we do CrossFit now. I'm like, ah, cool. Then, that was before she married the owner. And yeah. then that was before that, that her sister married the brothers, the owner's brother. Yeah. So it's a it's a family affair over there across at Plattsburgh. Yeah, yeah. They, there's not as, it's not as big of an extended family now. They just all merge in the no, one, it's one, big, one family. One it's just family. one family. So yeah. it's, it's good, but uh, yeah, the uh, no, I, th- I think it's cool. So I think you either get two things: you either lose the weight in a good way, or you you build the strength and you get in way better shape going the opposite way, which a lot of people have done. I that's I mean I've been I'm a solid 20 pounds more than I was when I started. I mean, obviously you with Iron Man, you've, you've put on weight since and, and good, well, I, good weight, not, well, I don't know if it's good for the, for the most part. We're sour patch kids and Pringles. Again, we'll take it. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll <laughs> take, bring up our boy, Isaac. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Isaac, he'll be on the podcast. He, oh, he will. Oh yeah. Actually, I want, I wanted to mention that. So, um, I think two weeks from now, yeah, I actually was, had down. So I, we've talked about my just pad of paper and just random notes that I put down in talking points. I actually put down our our, our good friend uh, Larry Morgan, um, who 
Larry is like one one of those, um, and I know he's going to listen to this. So, Larry, shout out to Larry. Shout out to Larry as you're listening, driving. Who knows where in the United States right now? Um, but the the thing with Larry, Larry, Larry is one of those friends that is just he's like a lifetime good friend. And the thing with Larry, he's since he's moved up here, has lived in four different spots. So let's see. So he went in he like moved two up years. Here, he went back to is it Tulsa? Tulsa, right? Got it. Anywhere, somewhere down there. Yeah, Tulsa. To, yeah, you're right. Tulsa. Tulsa. After this. Then he went to Florida for about a week. For for like an hour. Blinking an eye. Yeah. Hour. Then he moved to Wichita, and uh, he's in Wichita now. He told me today he's driving to Nebraska. Yeah, but he doesn't live. I don't know where he is. No, That's he's just saying. probably. So he's a. Um, so we call Larry is a little wig within the with the Coke companies, and that's. K-O-C-H companies. Um, he worked at GP up here, actually. That's where he met. Actually, we met him at the gym. Yes. He's another gym friend. Yep. Um, and he worked up here for uh, for, for Georgia Pacific. Uh, he was a, kind of a little wig. We call him little wig yep. when they're in those positions. A little wig with GP. And then he got kind of uh, worked his way up. Uh, couldn't ask for a better guy. He's a, he's a super guy. And I think probably has visited here since he left, what, 10 times? Weddings, all, that. all I would say, weddings, would say random visits, just. Uh, I mean, so so he, well, think about it. he came. He's been every Fourth of July that I've known. Yep. He's been up to almost every wedding. Which since since he's been gone, there's been a lot of weddings. Four, three, four at least. He went to my wedding in Florida. He went to the wedding back in. <laughs> he actually flew up twice in a month to go to two different weddings, us and John's. Yes. That were a month apart. Then he came up and, and he came for. So actually, I think he visited three times in like five weeks. Yeah, flew he, away, came back, made. He makes his connection flights up here so he can see us so, for a couple yeah, days and head out. Yeah, hands up. Um, but he's coming up. He's coming up two weeks. So, so we're see him. we will have a, our first ever group podcast. We're going to try to get, I think there's five of us. Yep. We're going to try to have here me, Chris, Larry, and two other guys. Um, and that should be fun. I don't think we're really going to, that literally is just going to be us just making fun of each other. So I think that'll be fun. You want to tune into that one. That's going to be uh, straight, uh, you know, five guys, one mic, and uh, just of straight. Um, it's, it, it's, it's, I, I want to, I, I, I like to keep this podcast G rated. I can't promise that that one's going to even be PG 13. That might be rated R or our, M. Our, our only rule is no politics. So we're fine. No so, politics. So we can, rule. so we can, we can, uh, yeah. Can By the way, we're all work. we're all aligned in the same uh, political spectrum, but we just still it's a rule that we don't talk politics. No, we don't. We don't spread. Yeah, doesn't we won't. Get you, we, won't we won't disclose what that is. Do, doesn't get, get you anywhere. But um, so yeah. So Larry, um, we're we're looking forward to that one, um, and then he can rehear himself talk as he's driving through God knows where. Um, so again, we 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 mentioned it, but um, we'll, we'll jump into this one right now because I think it's timely from what we just said, but. The original, um, I guess, what was it called Crossapalooza? What do we call it? What's the, the uh, formal name? So, Sometimes you just call it Fern, which I think is just more as Fern now. Yeah, so we have a 4th of July. My parents live on a lake, a small lake, and uh, so we, um, we have a, a, we've always had a kind of a, a pretty big 4th of July celebration. And uh, um, when I, well, again, it goes, you know, it seems like everything goes back to CrossFit. But anyway, my CrossFit friends, uh, family really, um, I said to them four years ago now? Is it four years ago? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we've had kids. And we're going to be yeah, two. So yeah. <laughs> four years ago. Um, four years ago said, you know, hey, hey guys, listen, we have a 4th of July celebration at my parents' house, and, and you guys should come up. You know, like I have cousins that come up, and we take the boat out. We go, you know, we go boozing, and, and it's just all – we camp there. We do barbecue, whatever. So that sort of morphed into this, like, 
everybody jumped on the ship. They were like, let's have this party. Let's do this. And we have one friend, Alex Menard. Uh, we call him Milkman because he used to bring us uh, whole milk, from, raw milk, raw milk from the from the farm. Right so from the team. we used to call. He got the nickname Milkman. Everybody has a nickname, by the way. Um, well, that's a whole other subject. But so anyway, Milkman. Um, he he is the uh, he is the bearer of bad ideas. But every once engineer, in a while, engineer. By the way, engineer. Yeah, he's an engineer. Smart guy. Suny Polytechnical Poly Institute. You want to know it? Yeah. Um, super guy and smart guy. But he always comes up with the. He's like the bearer of the bad idea. And every once, every like tenth one, he comes up with a good idea. Well, one of the tenth good ideas he had was he wanted to get a beer trailer, and he had it at his wedding. And so we rent from a local uh, probably uh, his best idea. Yeah, McAdams Distributing. Uh, we rent this this refrigerated beer trailer with kegs, and so uh, we that rolls in about two days or three days. This week it was this year it was a week before the celebration, uh, with five kegs of beer. Uh, so you can imagine where the week goes and. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a Sam Adams trailer. It's got red, white, and blue flags That's all amazing. over it. It's, it's beautiful. It's, yeah. So that rolls in, and then and so that really is what kicked off kind of what we call now as, as Cross a Palooza, uh, which is going to be the fifth annual this year. Um, and so what happens is um, everybody comes up, uh, dependent on when the holiday is, but uh, generally a couple of days before the holiday, and then through the weekend, and we have a. Um, we have menus for every day. We do activities for the kids. We have, um, we did tie dye shirts last year. Uh, we do fireworks. We did a slip and slide. We did a slip and slide with a ramp. Where's, here's one of the uh, the bad ideas from our friend Milkman. He decided to build a ramp. Well, he sends the biggest individual of at the party down it first time. Mm -hmm. Neighbor Logan. Rest and, in peace. Uh, and Logan almost broke his femur. Now Logan's six foot two. What two sixty five, two seventy five? I was gonna say th those might even be low. Yeah, six but three. That, yeah, you're, maybe. You're, you're in the ballpark. So he's a yeah. big boy. So um, on on Milkman's tooth <laughs> toothpick ramp, uh, Logan went through well, it and had this hematoma on his leg. <laughs> well, well the, well, the thing was like it, it, so. So the ramp probably took us probably two hours to construct, and it was all good. And then the the, the problem, which I, I, the plan was basically 90% great, and the 10% that we missed out was just a little extra support underneath, um, I would say, the top part of the ramp. But we can make adjustments maybe next year. But the slip and slide was good. I had a blast on that. I think we'll we'll bring that back um, as long as uh, Ralphie will let us tear up the lawn a little bit. But um, I think overall, and to give people an idea of what, what this uh, Crossapalooza looks like, it's... I would say a solid three to four days in and around the 4th of July of as as 4th of July American as you can get. Meaning on the lake, boats, swimming, jet skis, booze, barbecue, music, campfires. I mean, you literally take what you would, what would, you would envision as a stereotypical 4th of July celebration and that is it. You're out in the, like kind of the... The Adirondacks, uh, right, right in the heart of the Adirondacks. We're looking Absolutely. at the Olympic Mountain, um, you know, right around the corner from my parents' house, mm -hmm. Whiteface, and um, you know, if you're a vegan or vegetarian, you could starve to death if you show up. You could uh, because there's not a lot of those things. I think we had one salad all week, 
Um, and then we fed ourselves on burgers, dogs, uh, prime rib. I mean, uh, one of our friends actually. So this is how how incredible turkey. the week is. We had deep oh, we fried, fried a turkey. A, deep fried a turkey, French fries, deep fried some French oh, fries. Oh, French fries, vegan. Amazing. Yeah, vegan. Amazing. Um, is, it, is a French fry vegan? Is that vegan? Yeah, yeah. It's vegan, right? Yeah. But we cooked it in like chicken oil, so it probably does not, <laughs> it doesn't count. But uh, so so to to tell you how important it is or how how fun it is, we had our friend last year, our bad decision maker friend uh, Chum. We call him Chum. His name's Chris Legree. Everybody has a nickname. Um, he his wife was pregnant, um, and his wife they showed up on the second. She's she's due on the second, I think, or the third. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so they go on the third. She's having contractions. They go to the hospital. She has the baby. No, no, on, on the fourth. She, no, no, she, you're right. She, so she shows. She goes to the hospital on the third. She has no, the, no. She goes on the fourth. Was it the fourth? It was she the actual fourth. Oh, baby okay. Born on the fourth. So, so she, I know she had the baby on the fourth. I didn't know when they went. So she goes on the fourth of July. She has the baby on the fourth of July, um, like at night. At night, and is the, is back at camp like the next day, or like the next night or something. I, th- I think she had it on Wednesday night, and she was back by midday Friday. Midday Friday, like so within so, forty eight hours, she was. They were back at Fern so with the, the baby. So, so there's a serious, member. there's a serious dedication level if you're p- going to partake in Fern activities, um, you know, including but not limited to you. If you're having a baby, you can have that baby, but you better show back up. Well, there's enough nurses. We we could actually yeah, you nurses. Could probably, you could probably some have doctors, it. anesthesiologists for whatever he's worth. Uh, we've had kidney doctors, anesthesiologists, kidney does, yeah, yeah, musicians, yeah. We've we we've had we, bands, yeah. Yeah, bands. We have a band every year. Last year we were supposed to have a band. I don't know what fell through there, but, um, but yeah. So, um, they, you know, my parents are gracious enough to allow us all to come up there and and uh, stay for the week and tear up their nicely manicured lawn. And and uh, my mom loves it. She's like, has a su- slip and slide out there. And my Baby dad's like, don't be don't be putting soap on the on the thing. So when she's not looking, he's or when he's not looking, she's squeezing like Dawn dish detergent on the thing. Yeah. Like like we're not gonna find out. Yeah, we're not gonna find out so, about so about uh, how, there's all these suds on the thing. So uh, you want to get in on this? So so the uh, podcast working do we? Yeah. This is the, don't, the don't man in front of the camera. Don't the get in front the of man, the, the myth, the legend, Joey Trombley here. <laughs> the cross man. How are What's you doing, up, buddy? brother? How are you? Good. This is our first ever interruption on the podcast. We had wow. an interruption, but it was a pleasant interruption. It's always good to see you. Like the hats? Joey, Joey I like T. the hats. Um, Give yourself a pen. Get, or 10. Right. Or 20. So the. Uh, so we'll keep. Just so I can get on the hats. Yeah. Get, get, get on there. What? Does she say we have another logo here? Yeah. There we go. There we go. Good. Great. We should get Joey T up to the Fourth of July celebration this year. We could. It's your call. Not my, not my call. You want to come to the Fourth of July celebration? Oh, I've talked to uh, GT's mother and see what she says. Okay. Oh, that's right. You guys have a camp on the lake too, so it's yeah. tough. Yeah, but but uh, so we it what do we? We'll keep going to your podcast. Don't worry about me. Oh, you're just gonna watch us for? Yeah, watch. Do what you gotta do. Don't worry about me. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's he's just he's just coming to his second mobile office. All right. So, hey, by the way, it's G-rated, so you don't have to worry about any swear words or anything, and no politics. No politics. No, we've dropped we've dropped a few few curse words. Um, so the uh, cussing. Um, so yeah, Miss so Miss America is the yeah, which is your mother, Miss Miss every, America. Everybody has a nickname. Again, everybody has yeah. So we should probably whatever. We'll go by nickname. So Miss America is the Miss America of the Fourth of July. She she is one of the hosts, and um, I think that the glue that keeps it all together. Um, then we have obviously Ralphie who, Fat Ralph, who is the founder, founder, co-host, yeah, founder, however you want to call founder, it. Founder, co-host, uh, 
kind of the grill master. Um, he he uh, he doesn't really, uh, you know, I, you know. I sh- I shouldn't say that he doesn't really do much. What he does is not seen. He's up at like three thirty in the morning picking up all of our bottles and cans and spittoons and uh, cigars and everything from the lawn. So when we get up in the morning, it's like this angel came and like cleaned the property. Well, I think I think Ralph's role over the last five years has gone much more from hands-on to to being what was it was that called like a, a head figure or a uh, yeah he's like a figurehead like he just yeah, he's kind of there and he, he kind of walks around but nobody really like his his presence is known his presence is known and until somebody like you know uh our friend chris Legree or chum his nickname is chum and uh he decides to have like until chum acts up he, he decides to cook to 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 fry potatoes uh french fries like right near the the uh, stairs and he's getting grease all over the deck and he had to he come had on to, man come on man we're gonna have another interruption i think we're gonna have another interruption oh this is great look at this there it oh, is wow this is De- debbie this is the we got a, a, our second debbie, don't, inter- don't. Uh, our second interruption of the day and hey, debbie you know what you're actually gonna like even better you're on camera too so well you can walk through quick yeah, you can walk through quick you can walk through kick I'll, I'll get you on. Don't pretty, worry. Pretty soon, I'm going to be the newest realtor of uh, Kavanaugh by by proxy. I'm that's, just here. That's it, everybody. Uh, people are like, "Hey, I, heard, I saw Chris Cross in there." Yeah, your stuff's right there. This, we do this live, folks, so um, it's all good. So, um, but I think I think one of the biggest things that people got to realize that when we talk about like grilling at Fern, it's not like, "Hey, let's throw, throw some hot." Honestly, throwing hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill is like us just being like, "Honestly, we want to spend more time in the lake. Let's just do, do something let's quick." Let's just do something quick, yeah. Most of the dinners have been pre-planned, I would say well in a month to 2 months in advance, meaning we have a very good idea of what we want to cook. And then every piece of meat that's cooked for every single meal is not just thrown on the grill. It has been prepped, it has been marinated, it has been Whatever the, the, the correct terms are is when this meat hits the grill and is finally done, it, it is done to the degree, perfect degree, perfect tenderness, rareness, whatever you want to call it. And I, I think, like I said, that, that really is – you lead from the top, and I think that's, that's Ralphie leading yeah, from the top. Yeah, so, I think so, – so, so, so the one thing is uh, you know, part, of the, part of the whole experience and, and really uh, is, is that we want people to, uh, to be fed. And that's kind of a, been a, a thing for my family uh, going through, like, you know, years back. I can remember every Sunday, every Sunday, uh, you know, you guys had the had the uh, luxury and, and uh, the pleasure of beating Aunt Midge, and, uh, yep. who, was, who, who yep. passed away in October, yep. and I uh, miss her a lot. But she, uh, she every Sunday, uh, her and her sisters, who they never married, they would come up uh, uh, and feed all of my uncles and my cousins at, at Fern Lake. We'd have this big uh, party. And it was like every Sunday in the summer, and mm-hmm. they would come up and they would bring like they'd buy everything, but they wouldn't buy booze. No booze. Like we'd have to Rules bring our own booze. Day, no booze. Yeah, no booze. They would bring out everything, but they wouldn't bring any booze. And so uh, we, we that that tradition is kind of carried on with my parents, and and they've been very good about like you know we got we got the salads and we got this and we got that, and don't worry, you know we're gonna take care of all this stuff. And and so people are very fed, and uh, you know everybody's been great with our friends have just you know uh, Chums brought a prime rib one year, and you guys bring salads and chips and desserts. Desserts, and desserts they're mostly I, the desserts, I, I, and I, I think it's it's a very very much a um, a group. Effort. It's not, you know, we, and I think as we, as we, we, we've, a lot of us have been growing and our families have grown. It, our responsibilities have grown to take a little bit of the pressure off Ralphie and Miss America. But I, I, I think, like I said, just, just opening up the doors and allowing us to go and 
hang. I mean, really, when we say three, four days, like we don't leave for three to four days. Like it's a straight up camp out at their house for three to four, at least three to four days. You know, I, I like some, to, some more. I mean, I think you guys the, the iron uh, <laughs> had the iron award for like a week one year. Yeah, so. I think uh, you know, I, I I like to claim. I, actually, my friends joke around about that. We're, we're uh, that my wife and I were, were quote unquote clean people, and I think I go a week at Fern. I don't even shower. I like I, I like roll out of bed. Well, I mean, you're, but, but you think <laughs> you about it, like you're 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 swimming all day. You're long. swimming in the water. Yeah. You got suntan lotion. My Miss America's running around spraying everybody on their shoulders with with uh, SPF ninety seven. Yep. And making sure. Do you have sunscreen on your face? Like it, it cannot get any more American slash like it's, traditional. Like this oh is this is amazing. I, I think the best the best part like besides obviously hanging out is just when we just like. Get a cooler, get a bunch of drinks, snacks, go out, hit the water, and just float around the lake, or we go to the beach or whatever uh, up there, and we just hang out, swim, jet ski, and until we get a call from Ralph and says, "Hey boys, it's four o'clock. If you plan on eating by eight, you better get back here and put that prime rib on." <laughs> yep, yep. So that's that's usually the the call. But and I think the cool thing, and I think what should be even more fun as we get older, um, obviously your daughter and, and niece and um, some of their friends have you know been big tubers, but as our our kids get older, I mean we're not we're not far off from five six years from now having a bunch of you know well the next five, generation six, seven right? years and yeah, yeah. And, and you guys you know I, I know I've jokingly uh, I've jokingly always talk about kind of uh, you know uh, legacy and, and stuff and and um, my my goal is I want to make sure that we have um, a legacy as far as like the stuff I grew up with. Right. And it's the stuff that, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and that to me is important. And, and I want all of, you know, obviously every, all, all, every one of my friends go up there. I have one brother and he's, he's got a daughter, she's a niece, but that's my family. But yeah. unfortunately my parents aren't going to have any more kids. Mm-hmm. They're not going to adopt any more kids. So I got what I got, but I can extend it out to my people, yeah. uh, my friends. And so, and they can have kids. And I, I hope that like the legacy continues that even, you know, God forbid, I hope my parents live till a hundred, but if they don't, that we have that opportunity to say, Hey guys, you know yeah. what? This is Fern, uh, cross a Palooza, you know, yeah. 22nd annual. What well, I think, I think, I think, um, well, we also call her Alma Karen, which is, which is grandmother, right? Uh, yeah. So when my or, daughter was, that, yeah, when my daughter was younger, um, she was unable to say, Grandma, so she said Ama, and it's uh, so it continued as Ama Karen, and and all now all of the, all of my friends and all of their kids are now calling her Ama Karen. So she's kind yeah. of the so she's the, the grandmother of Fern, basically. And, that's right, and yeah. loves it, and loves it. Oh, she's like, I love to be Ama Karen. I think and then we I had, think it's gonna be great. We had, well, I mean, gosh, talking about Chum and Snooks, baby, we had four extra. Four new kids this year. Uh, the yeah. Oh, come? yeah. Uh, they did not. Come but that'd up, be but five. I mean, they would. Co- yeah, they didn't come, come up. Uh, the boys were. Uh, the boys were what? Just nine months, right, or something like that. Eight uh, months. Years. Not even that. No, not seven, even seven. Oh yeah. So it'll be. Uh, oh, you might be eight, seven, eight months. Eight months. Eight months for us. Seven months for you guys. And, yeah. and so, uh, yeah. So the, the kids were were young this year, and it was fun. But now they're they're running around, walking, talking, and uh, yeah. This year will be a little. More this hectic. will be a little bit more crazy. We'll, we'll yeah. see because I, I I think. I think we had a couple of play pens and stuff, but it's overall it's pretty good. You, I would say throughout the week, on a, any given day, there's easily twenty people oh. there, twenty five people a day, and that's not yeah, counting. And, it, and I would say overall, with people that drop in for a day or two, you're probably closer to fifty. We had your buddy come up from uh, Potsdam; he came up for a day. Yep, we had, yep. like, there's people that just throughout the whole week just drop in. Yeah, yeah, and for a couple and, uh, hours or a meal or whatever. Yep, yep, and everybody, and it's just this is a great, it's a great thing. And breakfast uh, in the morning, breakfast, which is oh, one of my favorite parts. Shout out to Larry Morgan again, the bacon maker. That's yeah, he's the bacon maker, right? He's uh, we get Larry Morgan up in the him, we, him, and uh, um, we put him on the griddle, Uncle Hab. 
Uh, well, he's he's he kind of a little bit. He does a little yeah, bit. That's his cooking for the week. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll we appreciate uh, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Our uh, uncle across the way, he comes over and uh, with his kids and uh, usually with the morning eat. Sams. It's right. They comes over early, right? And he's drinking he's drinking. Early. He's early. Early, he's early bird. Early bird comes over with Rojo the dog and. Uh, your uh, his his wife comes over and they're they're sipping on some booze and stuff and it's great right it's like all right let's go guys let's go party let's go, go let's go hard let's exactly. go you guys do know today's the third of July right so you know that, that that's what it is I think I think the fourth is just basically easily three four five days of just the fourth so um but yeah no I'm looking forward to that that that's uh, I I I kind I was of just looking at dates here I was trying to kind of got yeah, well, me got, is, got me the thing so I don't know when let's is see the fourth so. this week or this year. Uh, July fourth is on a Thursday. Yeah, because I think it was Wednesday last yeah. year. July fourth is on a Thursday, so, so uh, when, yeah, Wednesday night right into the weekend. Wednesday during the day, right all the way through the weekend. It's going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm, it's going to be in. great. Already done. Yeah. So, so Gales, you're going to have another kid this year. How are you going to manage that? Uh, we'll, we'll 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 figure it out. We'll we'll be there. Maybe maybe not my wife all the whole time, but we'll, we'll usually figure it out. She's usually pretty good, but we'll see with with two kids how that how that works out this year. Um, but usually for me, it's like it's it's the perfect little break of the year. It's like midway through the year. It gives me basically three days completely unplugged from anything. I don't look at my phone for three days. I literally throw it in a bag, shut yeah. it off, throw it in the bag, and I don't touch it for three days. And it's 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 definitely a good. It's reset. a good. It's a good detox. And uh, when you're with, you know. It and seems with all like, people I want to be with. You know, right, so. right, exactly. So it's like, who's texting you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't even look at dumb group messages on Instagram. Yeah, because we're just making it live. Actually, you know, we should do a live podcast at July 4th. Bring bring we'll up that. the stuff. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all recorded, so I mean, it won't it won't be live, but we'll record it. No, no, it we're not live, but we'll, we'll get do, it out a couple yeah, days. Yeah, we'll yeah, do that. That'll be that'll even be more fun. We'll do it around the campfire. Um, no, I think, actually, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely plan on that. It's probably going to be the same crew that we're going to have in two weeks, but... Um, with a few other characters mixed in, yeah, I have some females in there to get the female perspective, uh, yep. which would be good. And Chum, who will probably will keep the mic away from him. But um, now, kind of another thing that that we we partook in uh, this year for the first time. We we, we mentioned, uh, well, we ended up going to the CrossFit Games, which um, I don't know if we'll ever go. To, I don't know. I got to see how this year plays out if we ever want to go back to it. Because I, I I had a blast at it. It was a good time, yeah. Um, but what, what was your perspective? Because we took an RV out, and I personally liked the whole idea. It was it was long, but it was to be expected. But I think I thought it was fun. It yeah. actually wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You, you were the one driving, so yeah. I don't know your perspective on you that. You know, uh, you know. I think um, I look back, and I think it was pretty quick mm-hmm. uh, getting out and getting back. And and I think that we did, you know, we did it pretty well. We 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 went out with uh, myself and. Yes. Uh, let's see. So there was what one, two, three, four, five, six, six. Well, seven if you count the kids, right? Five so, adults. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I, I eight if you count the kids because I yeah. crew went too. So um, you know, I, I think um, I look back at it and I think to myself, it didn't seem one as long as it was. No. The the experience itself was one in a million, right? So so CrossFit Plattsburgh, our third our live third. guest coming in here. This is good. This is great. Our third live. There guest. she is. This is this is this Get is unprecedented, here, unprecedented. You're, you're on, you're on live. Actually, no, it's no, not live. You're just speaking the mic, but but you're gonna be on camera for about just two wave, seconds. Just wave on the way back. You can walk through. You're you're fine. Nobody's. There you go. So th- this is uh, it's being over. T- so I do this right in my office, and I, I it's an open door policy, so you can always come on in. But um, so we drove out with the RV, um, all what twenty one hours. 
Yeah, I think so. So it was, it was projected to be like 16. We took a bunch of stops. Yeah, and which was I, I eased I our way out. I think on the way back it was like 16 hours, right? Like we we, we went pretty right? quick. We we slept for I think six hours. We literally stopped at a truck stop. We stopped slept. at a truck stop. Never the, unloaded. Just no no AC in Indiana in the middle of summer. Uh, mm-hmm. Woke up, the AC like turned off, and it was about 102 degrees Fahrenheit in there. And I think we ended up we parked, got up, parked, slept, got up, and drove away. And I think the girls didn't even know we, we had stopped. Yeah. Because we, we, I mean, we ended up going to bed at like midnight and woke up at 6. Yep. I think we were on the road by 6.30. Galen was my wingman. Um, so a uh, quick story about that. So Galen, uh, we're, in this, we're in this RV. I'm driving. I got my GPS out. Um, Is, you know, it's, it's working great. Just tell our, me. Like Chicago area? Uh, we're right? in Chicago area. And Galen, I haven't heard from him in about four hours. And he wakes up and he says, or no, he doesn't wake up. Sorry. He was on his phone and he was actually listening to podcasts, right? Were you listening I, I to podcasts? I, I think I was. So he's listening. Yeah. So he's listening to podcasts or YouTube videos or whatever. And I hadn't heard from him um, in quite some time. So we're around the Chicago area, um, and Galen says to me, "Now we're on the interstate of all places on the way to Wisconsin." And he goes, "Hey, you got to get off on this next exit." And I'm like, "Okay." Per the RV or per, per the GPS. Per the GPS, but I hadn't heard from Galen in four hours because he was in his own world doing doing real estate things probably. And so I was like, all right. So like I, I pull the, I take a hard right. He's like, this is the exit. I take a hard right off the exit. We are in the hood of Chicago. With an RV. With an RV, by the way. Does not turn quick. No, no quick turning radius. So after that, Galen was put in timeout the rest of the trip. We did not take GPS directions from him at all. No. Nope. Um, and every once in a while when he said he had to go to the bathroom, we maybe, we stopped depending if it what it was it was a good scenic route though uh it was sketchy. Yeah, it was sketchy. It, it was it was a good scenic route if you like run down fuck, homes yeah. run down homes and uh like we're, you know we had this big rv and it was uh relatively new so that people probably thought we were somebody we, we could have been jumped we weren't we could have been though we, we, we weren't we had the presence yeah we uh yes. we but we ended up i think getting there like 11 30 at night and now now granted we 11 30 going losing an hour so probably 12 30 yep and uh but overall, I thought it was it was fine. No, it was a good trip. Uh, Larry, Larry, actually, Larry Morgan uh, met us there. He he scoped out our our, our site Drove before we got from there. Wherever he was at the time, where, you know, Pulse, where, I think. one of the ten places he lived, and and uh, so he he uh, scoped out our site for us. Uh, we we trying to park it. with just a flashlight in our in, in a yeah, RV park. Yeah, try not to wake up Rich Froning, you yeah. know, because he probably had to train the next day or something. So he was at our. By the way, I say that jokingly, but he was our, our campsite right next to us, uh, literally two two down from us. And, I think so, yeah. And uh, he, um, so we got super to kind of family too. Super awesome yeah. family. His his mom Janice came over and talked to us, and and uh, you know, actually still keep in contact with her uh, on Instagram. She sends me a message every now and then. So um, great people. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, so we we went up there. We tried to park, level it all out. Parked under a willow tree, like ripped the branches off, and and uh, it was great. Uh, kind of leveled it out, parked it, and uh, we're happy to be because parked. <laughs> we were there for what probably. Six days, six nights. Maybe? Yeah, so uh, I think uh, it was ten days total. So I think seven nights. So we had two, we had a day going out and a day and a half going back, or no, we had a day going back. So I think it was ten days. Aside, no, we left say. on a Monday. We got there, I think, on a Tuesday. The, everything started on a Wednesday. And we, we ended came, up leaving Sunday night. Got home late, oh, that's late, right. late Monday that's night. Right. So it was almost it was about eight days total. Mm. Um, Monday morning to the following Monday evening, and um, but I think the cool thing about once we had set up, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't want to do it any other way. I, mean, I wouldn't want to get a hotel. Like I just thought being on that little island thing with everybody was was 
very like old school grassroots kind of like camping out fully yeah well glamping we were glamping glamping yeah we were we had one of the lightly we had one of the biggest rvs there and uh well besides that big school bus thing over yeah there, but we had one of the biggest rvs there and um uh, one day there was a it was, it was during the masters women right there was like a kind oh. of like a little super storm came through yep, and little burst and uh i i like go outside from like my bedroom in the way back and i come out and like all these women are standing under our awning and i'm like looking and it's like the best of the best at the the 55 to 60 range it was something and they were really nice too there was like probably 20 but it was it was a it was a pretty it was like a burst of maybe 10 minutes and we were sitting kind of like just outside and like hey hey come come get under and then they all get like basically under this awning that was probably they're like thank you out. so much yeah they're all huddled huddle underneath but it was kind of cool they were they were super gracious um, super fit yes they're oh, fitter they, than we are they they fitter, were they fitter than we are they're fitter than we were right yeah 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 well mu- yeah much so um the uh no but that was cool i think i think that whole experience was fun we had about a week we i mean for us following it for probably five six years we met a lot of people that we've only seen or heard of on video and to see them in person, talk to them live was really cool because a lot of them are just, just super. I mean, they, they obviously have outside of that space, nobody knows them. Inside of that space, they're very, very well known, yeah. um, but you wouldn't notice. And I mean, they, they would talk to you like, you know, you were just some random person, which is good. They're all very humble, um, which is fun to see. And even people that were competing were that way too. I, I, certain people. I mean, certain people. Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a, when you, when you think about it on, it's kind of, you know, on, on t- live TV and TV, it's like edited and, and so on and so forth. But when you see like, you know, you're there for seven days. So you see like 5% fitness really. Right. Cause mm-hmm. you figure in a 24 hour period, these people are working out for like minutes at yeah. a time, yeah, you know, throughout yeah, the day, they're working here, 20 minutes. Yeah. Later, yeah. And yeah. so, and so, but in the rest of the time you're seeing them walk with their family back to their, to their campsite and you know talking to random people and you go up to them and you're like you're not used you're used to so used to seeing them like with a barbell in their hands or running with you know the group of people or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like now you're like standing Doing next interviews. to them like jason kalipa and his wife uh i didn't meet him i wish i would have got his book you can yeah I, did you I, get it or no i didn't get it he told me i should get it and send it out to him if and you uh, want, if you want to read it before me you yeah can. um and so you know those are like the the kind of the the presidents of the organization right i mean they're they're the the, the who's who and, oh yeah and you get time. to meet those guys and you're like wow this is this is I mean, incredible he, right he's building an absolute empire fitness empire yeah yeah it's, yep. it's uh it's incredible so the the games uh you know i highly recommend if you're into crossfit hit that up that's uh at least an experience that you want to you want to hit up uh i don't know the dynamic now with the new kind of the new sanctioned events and how it's going to work and have you, i think i have think you if, read through it yeah, I did. I, I actually, I actually watched the rule book. Uh, they had a, a, a thing online on YouTube about, oh, about that, like kind of the new 2019 rule book. And, you know, there's some things that change, but I think, you know, now the games are going to actually be the games themselves are going to be mag- magnificent, right? As far as they would the, have to the be. amount of it's, people. It's, that, it's the only, besides the open, it's the only sanctioned event right. that they're doing. That's right. Year. And, and, and I think the, you know the the list of people is now increased as far as who can go to the games. Now how they get, can get how they can get there has changed, but as far as who they're allowing to go to the games, I think it's increased. And um, you know, as far as when you look at that stuff, it's it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, I know. I I haven't really. I have some pros and cons that looking at it at a glance at the new the new rule change to it. Um, I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know. Um, there seems to be a lot of, I thought the way they had it before 
the 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 system of the open the regionals and the games was was great it was like bulletproof i'm like you don't need to change it i get it from a money standpoint and what they're trying to include everybody i do have some concerns in the sense of matt did a workout or did a competition in december of 18 yeah, dubai yeah. and yeah. he's like all right see you in august and that's it he doesn't have to do anything else then you have games athletes like that are on teams rich none of those guys have to do um, the open and the only way that you can go as a team. So last year, team there was what 30, 40 teams that went. Oh uh, yeah, roughly. I think something. Yeah, yeah. This year there's going to be fourteen, because the only way as a team to go to the games is to win a sanctioned event. It's the only way you can qualify. There's no open. So to me, it's like Invictus is in. Uh, I, I believe Mayhem Rich's team is doing Wadapalooza. I think this yes. is this weekend. Uh, this weekend, yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're going to win. So are they just, they're in. They're I mean, in, yeah. Like, they don't have to do the Open, don't have to do anything. Literally, they have eight months to train for, or six, seven months to train for. So, like, to me, it takes away the, the. there's probably some very good to it. Well, as I said, I'd like to see how it shakes out because they talked about every every country with an affiliate. Well, are we talking? So so one of the rules is that. Um, like, how does that work? One of the rules that I, I, I saw yesterday was um, they're talking about, like, national champions. So like, which I believe takes precedence over everything. Yeah. So so, but you have to be. You can't live. This. It's not residency. Yes. Correct. It's nationality. It, it, it's nationality. So the Iceland girls are Icelandic. Yes. You that's get one right. of them. It's gonna. Yes. Yep. So so exactly. So Canada is gonna have one female and one male representing them as national. Now that doesn't mean that if you're not if you're Canadian and you don't win, you, you can't make it. You can go to one of those sanctioned events and then make it that way. Um, so. It's a huge, it's a different dynamic, right? We're not simply going from the open and deciding who's going to go to the games this year. Um, and, and you know, like, for whatever reason they did that, I don't know, but but it seems to me like it's going to work. And, and uh, I think there's different avenues in which people can get in. So it's like, I like it for the reason that, like, you know, uh, there, a couple years in a row there was people that had, like, the stomach bug. Athletes that had the stomach bug that did the open, but they could not, like so, yeah. so workout number one or two or whatever, and then even workout number three, eh, mm -hmm. not that great because they had the stomach bug, and mm -hmm. so that's not a good representation of who they are as an mm -hmm. athlete. They should be at the games, and so I think that you know those athletes can go to Wadapalooza or Granite Games or you know Dubai Fitness Championship or whatever. I think there's one in uh, South Africa mm -hmm. or whatever uh, this weekend or something oh, soon. Uh, maybe not. Anyway. But it's um, anyway, no, it's not this weekend because Wadapalooza is this weekend. But anyway, so, you know, and there's avenues like, you know, if you have a bad, bad, you know, you have a whole year to essentially get to the game somehow in, in some other competition. And, and I think that's that's good. Well, the, the thing I look at it too is because is, the way I read it was the national champion is the first precedence, the top 20 in the open is second, and sanctioned event winners are third. So, We'll use Matt, who's won the last three years, the games the last three years. So he won Dubai. I know he's competing at Rogue, and and he has said he's going to probably compete at others. Just for the prize prize money, I would do it if I'm him. So say he wins two of them, which is he's going to win that. And he, I There's probably a 99% chance he wins the, the Rogue one. So he wins those two. Okay, great. He does the Open and is the national champion, which I would think you'd have to be crazy to say he's not going to be. So now he's the national champion. So his spot as the number one person in the open gets bumped down to now to 21 because his spot is that doesn't matter how he did in the open. Plus, and he'll it, probably still win the open. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I'm assuming like the last two years or whatever, he wins the open. 
So he's now the national champion of the U.S. So he gets in at, on that. That's his, that's his buy-in. So he doesn't need the buy-in from the Open anymore. So that gets bumped. His spot gets wiped away. Now it goes to 21. The other thing that happens now... But so, so what happens to his, his win at the Dubai Fitness Championship? So, so as of right now, Dubai Fitness, he gets in. Now, if he goes, does the rogue one and wins the rogue one, what happens is the second place guy at Dubai now gets in, which is oh, gotcha. Goodman's in. Yep, okay. Um, now, if Matt, if Matt then says, hey, I'm going to do a third sanction event and wins that one, Gugmanson loses out and now goes to the second guy of the Rogue Fitness one. He gets in, and then it goes to Matt. So I, I don't believe anybody would get in from Dubai, which seems odd. Well, it's either that or they take his Open. They say, you can win the Open, but it's the second-place guy at the Open because you're already in. Well, yeah, so, so the second-place guy now, in, in theory, but it goes down to the 21st-place guy. So the top 20 make it. Well, now the top 21 would make it. But the thing is, if there's three events and the third, say he wins three events, well, then nobody from because because well, right, from my understanding is if he wins championship, well, well if he, so he's won Dubai. Say he wins Rogue, and say he does one other one that he wins, and they say, great, that last event that you won is going to be the one that you're going to be able to use, and then but because he's the national champion, the second place guy of that event will go. So what happens to the second place guy of? rogue and of dubai that's two sanctioned mm-hmm. events that nobody would go into because i don't believe it goes down to the third yeah so to me if he won it you would just take the second you would take the second and you would take the second wow. now if one of those guys ended up winning another event then they would be wiped out too see you guys, see you guys. all right glad to, glad to have you hey um you want a toque yeah grab a toque hey um i got a hat I got hats too tammy oh yeah bill wants a hat well, um here the bottom one no, underneath that that white box underneath yeah. the one you just grabbed the hat. Nope, nope. You just the, move that box, and then the one yes, right there. That those are all hats. Just check the sizes. There's like three different. Uh, what I mean is he small head, small large, large XL. I get a large XL, so then then grab one of those. But there's two different styles for guys hats, and there's kind of a we call it the dad hat, but usually a little smaller for. JT hat. It's a JT hat. Is this for you, Deb? No, one be for me, one be my husband. Okay, Bill so. Would wear his okay, cool. The, I was gonna say there's a. You just make make sure it fits. Make sure it fits. I the bottom one that that fits you better. That's right, marketing yeah. right there. Look at that. Yeah, wear them. I'm seeing. I'm seeing. Tammy, I want that all over. And shirts and lows. Michigan Plus. Can. No, you don't want me wearing this at Michigan Plus. No, I did. As I said, I said Debbie. I, I'm waiting for the. I'm waiting no, no, no. For the, the, Cavanaugh shirt with the upstone hat. I like to wear a hat. Gonna, I'm going to buy him a gift. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Good. Uh, Tammy, you going to your side? Your side? Oh, 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 are you going over there? There's a, bunch, there's a bunch of pens there. Grab a handful of pens. Bring them over. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Thank great. you. Nice little interruption. Chaos. I love it. No, it's good. This is uh this this is the the Kavanaugh Realty build, building the company up, but right now it's I'm I'm learning that aspect of it. It's a lot of fun, so it's good. But it's right good. now we're doing a lot of cool branding stuff. Actually, so when know. you're when you're listening when you're listening to that, just picture people walking into the office. They're walking out. They have a little meeting in the back. You could probably hear the background noise in the back. And then when they were walking out, they saw all the cool merchandise, and they're like, "Whoa." 
I need a hat. I need pens. I need whatever. So they're rummaging through that, and then we just pause and try to help them. Well, the hats just came in today, and I've been meaning to get those to them. But we have some other – like, I mean, there's some cool stuff. So um, actually, I wanted to ask you about that because we have the hats. um, Like I said, we've we've talked about CrossFit enough, but the – you're you're big on on brand. Um, yes. Obviously, you, you I think are the 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 head guy when it comes to branding for Upstone. Yes. Uh, uh, one of them. Yeah. One of them. Or, yep. you, you know, you, you have a role in that. Um, what's the importance of, of that you found in branding? Because uh, yeah, you've helped me out with this a little bit, and um, you know, it's just something we're really starting to push now with kind of the new logo and slogans and everything else coming out. Sure. So I think you know. When it comes to brand, I always think of, of uh, we, we actually joke about uh, about this, is that like I'm, I'm a Nike guy, right? I'm wearing Nikes now. Nike, me too. Uh, actually, Nike pants, shirt, everything. Uh, so uh, I think that when it comes to branding, there's a direct correlation with buying good product, right? And so you don't want to have your brand associated with you know, kind of a, a crappy brand or a, cap, a crappy product, right? So you give somebody a hat and next thing you know, it's like the elastic breaks in it and it's like a piece of junk hat and they throw it away right so same thing with pens like you don't want to buy really cheap pens because they're cheap and next thing you know like the little uh clicky thing is broke and then the screen's popping off and like the pen doesn't write it's like people remember that and so it's the nike method right like when you buy nike product 99.999991 percent of the time quality it's great right Mm -hmm. every once in a while you might have a shoelace break and by the way if you call Nike from experience, they'll send you a brand new pair of shoes uh, because that's not... I should. I got, I got my laces off of Metcon's floor. I ordered a pair of shoes uh, from, from them. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> shoe guy. Uh, I ordered a pair of shoes recently. Uh, I was on around Christmas time, and I ordered two pairs at a clip because they come in a nice box. I like that. And so I always order two pairs at a clip. And uh, Jules, if you're listening, that's why they, they always come in two because the box is cool when they come in. Uh, so uh, Branding. And, right and I, exactly, branding. So uh, they come in, and, and one, of the box, one of the shoes is missing. The shoe box is clearly was removed from the shipping box. And so I get it. It was around the holidays, so the UPS guys are working late hours, and it's like 9 o'clock at night, and I get a doorbell ring at 9 o'clock at night, so I'm actually a little alarmed at that. Why is somebody ringing your doorbell at 9 o'clock? UPS guy. I get the package inside. It's clear that the, one of the things are missing. I call. The individual shoe's missing? No, like the actual whole box is missing. So one whole so box you got of shoes. One, you only got one pair of One shoes. of two pairs. Gotcha. Yep. So, but the whole box is missing. So um, so that was odd to me. So, But it, look, it was very apparent that like somebody removed the shoes from the box so i call up nike i get um his guy's name is rashid actually i remember it because it was such an unbelievable experience um <laughs> the guy's like yeah no problem uh those will be at your door tomorrow and I, now this is eight o'clock at night so they're in oregon so it's Damn. one time out there five o'clock at night and uh Shit. sure enough the next day without question a brand new pair of you know they're 190 sneakers showed up at my door without question that's customer service. Right? Yeah, that's, that's great. branding. Wow. That's branding, and so that's that's you know from a, any sort of branding standpoint. And I don't care if you're, you know, you sell uh, trinkets or, or mm-hmm. whatever. You have to build your brand, and so it's important because when people see, um, think about national brands, right? So like Bud Light, um, Coors Light, beer beer companies, um, you know, Prudential Insurance. Uh, um, Progressive insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Flow. Yep. Everybody does hates her, right? Um, but Sprint, Verizon, all of those companies, like when you look at their symbol, you just know who they are. Mm-hmm. 
And the reason is, is because they spend a tremendous amount of time branding and marketing their product. And so, you know, um, sports teams, you know, now, especially it's so important for sports teams to come up with creative ideas in which they, um, brand themselves, right? Cause they got to keep the fan base, right? So they come mm-hmm. out with new products and new whatever. And so they keep the general idea. You don't want to change the design of your logo, but you want to brand it in different ways. You want to put it out there in different ways on hats, on shirts, on stickers, on pens, on whatever, but it's all the same vision. Exactly. You look at it and it's like, oh, the, the Kavanaugh K with the clover. That's I've seen that on a pen. Mm-hmm. That's Kavanaugh Realty. Um, and, and the shirt or whatever. It's in, in my business it's it's upstone. We're we're kind of uh, we have a cool great logo actually. Yeah. Um, the logo is logo is very cool and, and people love the product because they love the logo right down there yeah exactly the upstone yeah exactly in yeti so so yeti everybody knows what a yeti is and one of my biggest things is when we when we buy product for our company uh, my big push is always buying name brand products why because people like to drink coffee Mm -hmm. and they also like to put coffee in thermoses right Or, Mm -hmm. or, or cups that are warm but you never see people um i shouldn't say never you People, Yeti is a big brand right now. Everybody yep. has Yetis, right? Yep. And Yeti tumblers. So I said to myself, well, wouldn't it be cool if we could get Upstone on a Yeti tumbler? You know, because one, people like our logo and people like Yetis. What a great combo, mm-hmm. right? Same thing goes for shirts. We buy hoodies. Uh, you know, people are outside doing construction. What is the, if I said to, to get, did a poll of 10 people and said, you're outside working in cold conditions, weather conditions, what, do you, what is the brand of clothing you wear? What it, was, it? it was Carhartt. Carhartt, right? Yeah. That's no. that's that's what you wear, right? When you're outside doing doing manual labor, you know, doing concrete, doing asphalt, uh, you would do asphalt in the, in the cold, but stonework, you know, at building mm-hmm. materials, whatever. What do you wear? Carhartt, right? Mm-hmm. Great. So we we went and we approached Lormans and we said, hey, we want to do work shirts, Carhartt work shirts, and we want to put our and his big thing was like, oh, I got this one, I got this one. I said, I want Carhartt, and he's like, oh, you could do this. I said, I want Carhartt. Yeah. And because I want my logo associated with high quality clothing, mm-hmm. high quality coffee mugs, right? Yep. Yeti. And so not to, you know, not to discourage, you know, other, other brands. I think there's a lot of cool brands out there. Um, unfortunately for branding purposes though, it's people want to see, they're going to wear the sweatshirt because it's got the little square on it, right? Yep. I'm going to wear the sweatshirt because it's got the Nike swoosh. Yep. It's the same principle. And so when you're branding, uh, I think it's important to correlate those two or, or find a correlation in which you can associate your brand with a very, a, another brand you know, well, popular brand. That's why I got like the beanies are the, the new era sideline beanies. Like they're not like a shitty beanie that like, cause, cause I was like bringing back to your, cause one people are going to look at that and be like, that's a sweet hat. Cause you know, it's a quality hat, whether you've seen it there or you've seen your favorite NFL team on the sideline wearing that same, literally the same exact hat. But you kind of mentioned it. Like I have, I get thermoses, tumblers, whatever you want to call them, you know, all the time. Those people always put those out. Well, because yours says Yeti and because the other one does not have any kind of logo or kind of an off brand, they might be the same exact type of product. But because one says Yeti, there is a 100% chance that I'm not going to ever give that away. The other one, even though it might be the exact same thing, just an off brand, not as well known or, or have the reputation, that's one where I'm just going to give to somebody, put in a yard sale, whatever. And it could be the same exact yep. um, functionality. But because of the brand of being, hey, this is a Yeti brand, we're putting our name on a Yeti brand. Um, the, the association with that is 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 so great that people disregard any other um, you know bad things they could think yeah. right so so 
you know, if you give somebody and 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 I I fell victim to this is I I went and I wanted to get qual uh, quantity versus quality, and so I I bought this off-brand coffee mug, and. Yeah. I liked it. It looked great. And what happened was I put it in my dishwasher the very first time and the, the heat from the dishwasher. Now, by the way, it was probably my fault. Probably it was not dishwasher safe. So the top of it was plastic and it like kind of warped it. And so yeah. that, at that point it always leaked. And, and I associated that with this brand sucks. Yeah. Shitty and product. so exactly. And so then I realized like, okay, now my brand is on this shitty cup. Mm-hmm. And so people then next time that you hand them one of those or anything, right? They're going to be yeah. like, oh, this guy... Well, you know, well, hands of stuff, but it's not good. The other thing too, like when you hand out, when you hand out the Yeti thing, you know you're handing out like you'd be like you're crazy not to have this. Right. And same thing when I, I give someone one of the beanies or whatever, that they're people look at that like, dude, this is a dope hat. Like we want to wear it. Um, same thing with like all the ball caps and stuff. I didn't get like an off brand. I mean, this is stuff that you know people wear. Um, you know, the shirts, everything else is reputable companies that people like the, like the feel, like the style, like everything yep. about. And also, we don't want to have something that somebody doesn't like and i haven't really been in the design um game that long but starting to get into it i've, I've found it's fun it's fun to design stuff you get a logo yeah, it's, it's cool. kind of cool to put stuff on you know a logo on on a product and and have people wear it you know just because of obviously the impression and and you know just the visual it's kind of like a word of mouth but i said someone says something but all of a sudden they wear a t-shirt and they wear it out and they see a hundred people that day especially in the summer someone's got a t-shirt or they got a winter hat on or, or a ball cap on like people are going to see it and then you know keep seeing it keep seeing it keep seeing it, it eventually it just it all ties together you, you see the same logo in 10 different places in 10 different times eventually it gets in your head oh that's that company. for sure and and you know it's one of, it goes to the thing is you know what do you, you know when when you see a, a cow waving to yourself on the side of the road what do you think yeah chick-fil-a chick-fil-a yeah, right that's it and the thing is is like you know what a weird marketing campaign but it works, right? Mm-hmm. Eat more chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eat more chicken, right? It's a cow. Well, you think of like McDonald's, like the arches. You can spot the arches from a freaking For half sure. a mile away. And exactly. Like, okay, McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's so important, um, you know, as far as branding, I think it's it's super important. And, uh, you know, that's what, you know, we've been doing that with, with CrossFit Plattsburgh. Uh, we don't do a lot of branding with CrossFit Plattsburgh, but because um, most cons- of it. It's been consistent. It's been consistent. And we buy, you know, we, when we do buy stuff, we buy, try to buy quality, you know, canvas shirts. The canvas shirts are nice quality shirts. Tri-blend, yeah. Tri-blend shirts. And uh, you know that's associated. We're watching. We're seeing people come in. You know, four years old, and they have they have workout shirts that are four years old, and and uh, you know they oh, look yeah. they look yeah. great. You know yeah. what I mean? And so that again, it's it's buying good product and associating it with your brand. Um, what time do you get to leave here? Oh, I'm good. I'm gonna work out at I'm gonna work out at five thirty. So oh, you don't have to go for four thirty? No. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. My my next question because um, completely changing changing uh, course here. The uh, Talk about your uh, newest addition to the house. Brady Man. Brady Man. Well, no, no. I mean, well, oh. talk about Brady. I'm talking about... Oh. You can talk about him. Oh. He's been on... He, oh, he yeah, yeah. Oh, so my, my, when people say that to me, like, how's your new addition? I'm like, yeah, yeah he's great. He's great. Yeah. Uh, the new addition... My sauna? Your, my sauna? Your sauna. Oh, okay. We want to talk about the sauna. Yeah. Want, this, is, this is big news. We just uh, got big a, news, yeah. We so, just got a group um, text this morning that... The sauna is installed. The now. sauna, the sauna is installed and uh, it is is open. Um, and so, you know, I I was my, so I turned thirty four on in November, and uh, I realized that you know um, I'm not as um, young as I used to be. You're and getting I, younger. I, no, exactly. And I, and I talked about a little bit about it in Iron Man and, and what you know what kind of what we expect for that and so on and so forth. And how'd you do good or how'd you do well at Iron Man? I said age age was on my side 
And so, but now that I realize I'm 34 years old and I'm slinging around, you know, uh, yesterday Milkman forced me to do uh, every minute on the minute five uh, deadlifts at 315 for 10 minutes, 50 reps at 315 deadlifts. Um, you spinal. Know, you know, exactly, spinal. So I get out of bed this morning and I'm like, uh, you know, work, I'm a little stiff, you know, <laughs> and this happens, right? This happens as we get older. And so, um, you know, you know, I, I, I'm researching now on, on better ways to uh, recover. Um, and so obviously nutrition's there, you know, I, I got that piece down and, and, you know, I don't stretch very well. I need to warm up better, all those things, but there's other things that, you know, people my age are, um, are using. And, and so big global gyms have these things, right? Sauna, steam rooms, uh, and so on. So I went to the local, I've always kind of wanted, um, one, uh, a sauna. Um, and so I went to the local, uh, pool and spa place and I, uh, I walked in and I'm like, look, I'm just looking for sauna. And I, I'd had been researching them. And so the guy's like, yeah, I got this, this one over here. He's like, it's a mod, it's a floor model, but, but you know, they're not used. They're just mm-hmm. kind of set yeah. up. And, uh, so I said, yeah, like, you know, what, you know, what is it? He says, oh, it's infrared and, and so on and so forth. You can kind of get in and it's, it doesn't get as hot as a traditional sauna, uh, but it kind of penetrates the soft tissue. And, and so you can get your, the benefits for fits from that. So I said, great, sign me up. I'll buy it. And he's like, you want it today? I'm like, can you install it today? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I, he's like, you can buy it today. But he's like, we can't install it till Wednesday. So I was like, all right. So he's like, we're going to be there first thing. He's like, we have to go to Lake Placid um, in the morning, but we'll be there first thing. So uh, I got a call from them about uh, 745 and uh, three guys showed up at my house and, and they came in and they installed this this sauna. It came in in about uh I'd say maybe 10 pieces, 10 panels, like 10 Oh, panels. so they walked it down the stairs and yep, yep, set it up. It yep, set it up in the basement. Uh, they walked down. It's, it's got about, like I said, 10 panels. It's got like, you know, four walls and then the door and then two other little panels, the roof, the bottom. Um, and so they set it up and, uh, you know, I immediately, you know, I turned it on and plugs right into the wall, actually. So it doesn't take a 220. It takes a 110. So it just oh, plugs really? right okay. in the wall, which is cool. And... Uh, so my first experience today, uh, so was, you, same thing. You just add water and then steam. No, no, no water, no water. Okay. No, it's dry heat. It's dry heat. Oh, it is. Yep. Okay. Dry heat. So, uh, got in and, uh, I think sent you, uh, Jules, Jules sent you guys a picture. We got, yeah. We got video. Uh, we got picture. We got video. We, we got, got oh yeah, it's video. I sent you guys a video. Um, uh, so, uh, what, uh, what about the sauna? The sauna was, uh, was, was everything I expected it to be. Um, it's uh i felt amazing when i got out of there um and i'm hoping that you know it can it can help my recovery a little bit better um in my old age were you, were you a big sauna guy before uh you know i i went to um i think the only place now well i guess i guess at the eclipse eclipse uh, they, have they have one okay uh which is nice um and then the city gym i think has one as well uh, over on the oval um, I've always been, I've always been, you know, a son. I like it. You know, I, I think well, when we went on the cruise, right? I was going to say, that's the only time I've ever been in one. Yeah. And we went, I think every day. Yeah. We usually go in the morning, go sit for about f- what, half hour, 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, half hour, then, 40 minutes, get sweaty and, and kind of get And then the shower. Ju- the shower was the best part. Yeah, exactly. Cold shower. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, so, so um, yeah, you know, I think it's going to, I think it's going to aid my recovery a little bit. Um, I think uh, we'll see how it goes as far as when I'm going to sit in it, whether it's morning or night. I don't know that I want to jump in there and sit in there for 30 minutes at 149 you know degrees. You great is when you feel like shit. Yes. Like when you're sick. That's right. Yeah. When I'm so sick, got, I'm coming over and just sitting in Yeah, absolutely. I got some eucalyptus oil and I uh, threw that yeah. in there today and uh, my whole house smells like a spa now. So uh, we call it uh, 24 Freedom uh, Cross Fitness slash spa 
resort resort and spa. resort and spa so uh reserve your uh reserve your spot now larry lawrence has already got one for the, for two weeks from now yeah yeah he's setting Put up he's setting Airbnb up day. so it's a three-person uh, sauna um if you could fit three people in there i think it would be um lucian brady and crew yeah. probably all right uh three one-year-olds yeah. uh i think two men uh of, Com- of comfortable normal size comfortable uh any more than that might uh be a little uncomfortable you're, t- you're, you're touching you're, knees you're least. touching knees and feet and and yeah it's weird yeah it's a little weird it's a little weird <laughs> hairy um so yeah because i because i think uh i believe you're the same as me i go to acupuncture uh once a month i go to cairo once a month um i don't really get massages which my wife is a massage therapist very good at it but i just never end up getting on the schedule to uh to get one but you do acupuncture Cairo, massage, stim, cupping, all that. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, in a while when my, my travel schedule was a little crazy, so I had stopped going to uh, the chiropractor and the acupuncture. If you want to do those things, you got to really kind of set aside a, uh, you know, a good amount of time to be able to like go in there. It's not one of those like, yeah, I'm running in to get blood work done like real quick out. you got to be able to go in there with the mindset like, I'm going in here, I'm going to relax. Um, and, and I'm going to get cupping and get, and, and I haven't been in, the, in that situation to be able to do that. So I need to get back into doing that. But back when, um, you know, six months ago I was doing, um, Cairo on one week, acupuncture on the other week, massage in between there. So I was doing those three recovery methods. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I'll tell you, I worked, I felt amazing. I was moving better. My shoulders were, felt great. Um, and so now what I need to get back into doing is going to acupuncture, Cairo, massage, and then throwing in the sauna there. Yeah. And I think that will really combat the um, issue of, of kind of, you know, that delayed onset muscle soreness. My, my favorite is um, I love going to the chiropractor. I go once a month just to, you know, realign everything, get your neck kind of worked on and stuff. That feels great. And then the other one too, which um, I go to, uh, I think you go, Danielle, right? Avenue yes. Acupuncture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Avenue Acupuncture. Uh, Danielle Talley, uh, phenomenal lady. Um, she's, oh, she's great. I say lady. She's she's our age. She probably hate me for saying lady. <laughs> she's young, she's young, great. young lady. She uh, no, she she's very good. But I like the stim, which puts like the stim on on the needles. Yes, find that yeah. She does that a lot for just like my neck and stuff. And I find that um, she does the cupping and stuff too. But I find the stim is really cool because I think that just penetrates a little bit more. Um, but yeah, the stuff that she does there is really cool. She, if you know, if you haven't uh, check her out, but she's uh, she does an excellent job. But I think like between Cairo and like Stim, she was a pretty good way just to kind of um, self care kind of thing. And if nothing else, I, I I do like the fact that I can just sit there in a dark room, listen to music for a half hour, and just zone out. And she lets you pick asleep. your she lets you pick your music. It's like great. Yeah, it's it, it, it's good, especially uh, especially right now when it's cold out. It's nice to run in there, get on a heated table, and. Uh, you know, just kind of drift away for a half hour and uh, just kind of a good little afternoon nap for me. So it's, I'm, it's, it's I'm cool. actually sending her an email right now and I'm saying to her that I need to get in because uh, you just reminded me that I need to get in and see and get her uh, get an appointment. So boom, yeah. thank you for that. There I just go. I just fired an email to her. Yeah, I got I got to. Uh, she, she's on every month. I literally just make I go out like two months. Next month and the following months, I have a schedule with her. So, uh, but she she does a great job there. Um, Question that I, I, I wanted to uh, ask you too. Um, I didn't watch much football this year because my Giants sucked. But um, Patriots, Patriots Sunday, Sunday they're gonna let, do let, it. Let's fucking go. 
They're uh, they're playing in uh, Kansas City. It's supposed which to be is, which is I, this is my first time I ever think I've seen Kansas City in the playoffs. Yeah, so this is gonna be um, this is gonna be a tough It'll a be tough, a tough game. Yeah, uh, not feeling awesome about it, but uh, well, well, the the good the one thing that I like well, so I'm I'm a diehard Giants fan through and through since I was a kid, um, and I'm sure people will hate this if I say that. But my second my second favorite team is the Patriots, um, but they're in the AFC, so I don't care. They play every four years against each other, and then obviously 2008 and 12, I was rooting for the Giants in the Super Bowl because that is my team by a long shot. But I do like um, Brady and Belichick, and I like the whole system. I just like the I like the uh, the culture of that team. Um, but the one thing I'm excited about this year is that the four teams in it are the be- the top four teams in the league, and have been I would say the whole year. Yeah, head, head and heels above everybody else. I think um, so. I had this discussion uh, at five thirty a.m. CrossFit uh, the other day with Paul, and Paul says, "Unfortunately, to me, a Cowboys fan." Cowboys fan, Sorry, and uh, like super super guy, super guy, and he's like, "You know, isn't it just sickening though? Like, when is the dynasty going to stop?" And I said, "You have to understand one thing when you when it comes to the Patriots, right? The only common denominator in the Patriots is what Belichick and Brady." Oh, since 2001 or 2000, whatever they started. The, the yep. team dynamic has never been to the Super Bowl with it, like the 92 Chicago Bulls, right? Where you had Jordan Pippen, Rodman, Bill Cartwright, yeah, for, John Paxson, you know, Steve Kerr. Kerr yep. it, it, the dynamic of the Patriots, right, is the system itself, like you said. And the system they build around, um, they build the system, right? So you look at the people uh, that have went through that system, right? Wes Welker. Uh, these are guys that have been in multiple systems and never really been that, come yeah, to fruition, exactly. right? So Wes Welker, Danny Amendola, um, he, you know, he's played all over the place. Um, uh, Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those people. And so when you when you think about that and and how they have sculpted, I mean, some of the best, some of the really best defensive players in the league went through a Belichick system. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's a mastermind. And so that's really, you got to respect that, right? I mean, obviously, look, Brady's a phenomenal. Mental, mental, he's, mentally, he's yeah. there. Um, you know, Belichick mentally can tear apart the defense. What I worry about in this game coming up is, you know, what is the answer to Tyreek Hill? Like, how do you stop Tyreek Hill? Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you stop Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes is going to run all over you and score a million touchdowns, they're, right? They're good. Uh, he, they're just so but, they're but so last, good. Last week, though, I mean, the Patriots' defense is better than I, – I think has been playing better than they have in most – I mean, defense, yes, I know defense wins championships, but for the Patriots, most years it's the offense that ends up doing it. Very rarely have they had a really good defensive team that shut down – anybody they played because they've always given up points in the Super Bowl, but they have such a good offense. So I think their that defense looks good. This So this happens every year, right? They lose a one or two games in those first one or two. Yeah, in uh, the weeks, uh, early like, weeks. Are the Patriots there? Is this the end of the dynasty? Well, this is their and then, eighth and then, championship game it, in a row. It, and then what happens is they kind of build on that throughout the year, and it takes time mm-hmm. for the, the mind, right, the mastermind of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady to kind of work together to figure out where they need to be and what they need to do to succeed. And yeah. so, so – this happens every year, right? It's and, and I'm guilty of it. You know, one or they lose a couple games in the beginning of the year, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is the worst thing. Yeah, Miami's you know, gonna win this year, whatever. Bob yeah. Kraft doesn't want to ever invest in and in, in defense. He only wants to do. There's there's method behind the madness, mm-hmm. and so um, I think that this year, 
Um, they're, you know, you think about the team that they have, it's like, there's no all-stars. I mean, you got Brady, you got Edelman, you got Gronk, those, yeah. yeah, but, 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 but Gronk's, if, you, Gronk's you go to, a third of the season right, And year. you go, you go up to anybody and you say, name some defensive players on the, on the Patriots yeah. team. They say McCourty twins. Okay. That's an easy one. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. Yes. The McCourty twins. Yes. The, you got, you got two twins that are, are phenomenal players and yes, they play on the team. So, um, but yeah, they picked it up. I thought they looked great last year. I thought that was one of their best games they played all year. Um, in my own opinion, but yeah, um, I'm a Patriots fan. So, um, it's hard to, it's hard to say that, but yeah, this week's going to be tough. Uh, I tell you that if, if, uh, if Kansas city beats them, I hope they go, I hope they go all the way. I hope they, I hope they yeah. take it all. I, Patrick I, Mahomes is a stand-up guy. I think he's a yeah. he's a hell of an athlete, and uh, he, I respect that. And uh, you know, I, I just respect simple hard work. And didn't didn't his dad play for the Mets? Uh, he was yeah, I think he was. I, I think, think he was yeah, a, a major league that. player. Yeah. So uh, you know, I but but you know, you look at that Andy Reid uh, deserving of 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 whatever coach you know. of the year. Oh, you, coach of the year, you mean or? Uh, it, I think he's deserving, you know, if he gets to the championship, I think he's deserving of that, um, of that honor. Right. Uh, he, he's a, you know, again, I respect hard work and, and that those guys work, those guys worked hard and, and Mahomes is just a, he's a friggin' animal, you know, he's, uh, he's great. And, uh, you know, I like Andy Reid, so I'm not salty. If, if the Patriots lose, they, they lose, uh, you know, you got to respect how they got there and where they've been. And, and, and so if, uh, Kansas City's a better team than them on Sunday, then, yeah, you I, know. It's supposed to be, It'll cold. be good. It's supposed yeah. to be cold. Is it? Yeah, like five degrees or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's hard to bet against uh, Belichick and Brady. And even the games they lose in the Super Bowl, you're like, how'd they lose that game? You know what I mean? Like, they're always, if, if you have those two guys in the Super Bowl, Brady could be 50 if he's still out there slinging the football and still putting money on their team. Um, I just think there, there, there's something to say about just wanting to win. And I think that's. That's them. So oh, the will to the will to win is is, big, uh, is, is incredible. Is I mean, anybody that you know, I we and I had this discussion with Paul at the gym. I said, I said you have to respect an individual who will take less money on his contract to make the team better, right? That's uh, that's the epitome of a leader. Um, Wasn't that uh, Steph Curry with the basketball? He did the same. Well, thing? yeah, yeah, exactly, right. So this these are the things so. these are the things that like to make the team the team better, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not about me it's mm-hmm. about we right mm-hmm. and, and that in my opinion is is amazing now his his rebuttal to that was he he doesn't need the money yeah okay i'm sure he he couldn't he couldn't use the extra six or seven million that he gave up like yeah. come on of course nobody likes to do that right but yeah. and i agree with him right he's married to giselle yeah she <laughs> they don't they didn't, exactly so they don't need that money but the point is is that like he that he he did that he made that move, mm-hmm. you know, and so um, anyway, I, I respect it. And uh, but uh, you know, I'm not as salty. I probably won't watch the game with anybody. Um, and if they go to the Super Bowl, I probably won't watch that game with anybody. So um, I, I'm not a salty. Uh, you know, I, I'm a Yankees fan too. So Yankees Red Sox rivalry type thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of you know on the on the on that. I get that too. So and then I'm a Habs fan. So I get the Boston Bruins people that you know want to rip my head off because yeah. you know i'm a new englander they say but we got to go to a hockey game this year too yeah let's do it um club, club desjardines hot did, dogs did uh, i've never actually been in the club second you, went with, level. you went with john i went second with, level yeah last time i went was with uh you lil and uh and chum yeah i went with chummy and uh logan john and we got stopped at the border because we all have concealed carry permits and they thought we were carrying guns into canada <laughs> when it's like we're just going up there because Chum wants to eat twelve hot dogs. That's, like, what is this? We're, we're, we don't. We're not carrying any guns. Yeah, the, yeah. I was gonna say the, the only terrorist threat is Chum's bathroom later on. But <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. the uh, 
Did, did you mentioned it, but did did you see the uh, they were they were actually promoting it now in 2020? They're coming out with a Bulls documentary about the 90s. Uh, no, but I love it. They, uh, I, I think I'll. So there's a whole thing. Basically, it's like closed off. All this like uncovered footage of like the Bulls in what 95, 6, 7, 8, that little span or wherever they won like yeah, three, four like, in a row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have all this footage. And I saw this on Christmas Day 2018 promoting it for 2020. They have old footage of, of practices. I mean, interviews with guys back then. And talk about that's probably the greatest era of basketball. Oh, for I sure. I basketball think, from yeah. a dynasty standpoint. Well, not even just. Well, I, I, I get like the Celtics and stuff, but. Yeah, but not even Jordan just the Bulls, Bulls or, right? Not even just the Bulls, but you, but you, but you, you go back to like the Knicks, like had Patrick Ewing and John Starks and those oh, guys, yeah. and I like mean, those guys are like Utah. really good athletes. Yeah, yeah. Carl Malone and Stockton. and uh, John Stockton. Yeah, and then um, just you know the the um, I saw a thing that uh, ESPN had a uh, for the love of basketball the other day, but it was about all things basketball. So it had like Pat Summit on there and mm-hmm. it talked about uh, just, just in general. And uh, they had a little clip from the bulls in it. And it was interesting. And this is good, why I'm interested to see this, this show in 2020 was they talked about how um, Michael Jordan's locker room, like Phil Jackson was intimidated of Michael Jordan's locker room because he was so competitive and his will to win was so great yeah. that when they lost, Jordan would go to Phil Jackson and say, why did we lose? Let's talk about it. I want to analyze it. What happened? Yeah. Talk about a leader, you're talk, right? You're talking go sep- the guy goes seventy and twelve, right? And, like, and yeah. you know, and so and but but that's why they won games. And and Phil Jackson admitted that he was intimidated by by Michael Jordan, yeah. You know, because he was that good. And uh, I think that um, you know that's for sure. You got to respect that. But I think also when Phil Jackson went to L.A., I think he was like. This is no brainer. I can do this. You know what I mean. Well, yeah. I but mean, at the same time, he didn't have he didn't have a superior leader there. I mean, well, Kobe's Kobe's I, I Kobe's say, a leader. I would say Kobe's, but pretty I think, damn close. To, not not Jordan, but he's, he's yeah. Damn close I think to there's some. Uh, I, but I thought there were some rifts with like Shaq and him. You know yeah. what I mean? And so yeah, locker room issues. Th- you know, so and that's hard to maintain. But uh, uh, not taking away anything from Phil Jackson, phenomenal coach. But um, I think just just Jerry Krause. I think the whole dynamic like from in the NBA uh, during that time. Um, you had from from the owner all the way down to the freaking water boy mm-hmm. was like bought into that dynasty. Okay. And that was the first real, I mean, you know, you, you think about the early 76ers, you know, the, the early years oh, the of the 76ers, Wilt Chamberlain and all those guys. But you talk about like the first big dynasty with teams winning well, multiple seasons in a row. Well, you had the... Uh... You had a uh, Red Arbach and uh, the Celtics, but I mean, granted, that was like you know with uh, but, but Bill the, Russell. I'm saying in like the modern televised yeah, era, yeah, mo- yeah, you exactly. know what I mean, and and where where people were like, it's amazing. You still you still people like, you see, I mean, look at just the, the you see Jordans, right? Mm-hmm. Look at Jordan shoes, yeah, still, and, and it's just because still. it's it's such an era, and it was like right in during the well, uh, Jordan brand is is that an affiliate with Nike? Yeah, so Nike owns Jordan. Yeah, Nike owns. But you think Jordan. about like here's a guy. Name another athlete that has a brand after their name, Jordan. Like I don't. So go back to branding, right? When you see the when you see the the, the Jordan dog. flying, yeah. Like everybody knows what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Even like kids, you say, well, "What is that?" They go, oh, "It's Michael Jordan." Aren't, aren't they still on the uh, uh, the Tar Heels jerseys? Or yeah, no? uh, so he no? has a brand. Yeah, so he has a brand. So so he 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 works with uh, the Tar Heels. There's multiple, like Chicago, uh, Michigan, Michigan Wolverines. Is he? Yeah. So. Uh, uh, 
Joe Hartunian actually went to Michigan Law School, and, and when he was out there, I was like, "Hey, get me a Brady jersey. I wanted it authentic from Ann Arbor." Yeah. So he uh, he got me one, and it's uh, it's a Brady jersey, number ten, yeah. yep. and it's got the it's got the. Uh, the uh, Jordan, it's a Jordan. Seminar. So they're from even back then, because that that was. Late uh, well, no. So it's the modern, it's the modern well, it thing. I don't think Brady back was then. What, I, late, late nineties. Uh, so it would have been. So he's in year what? He's year is it fifteen? Year fifteen maybe? No, so God, no, because he won Super Bowl in two thousand one. Brady. Oh yeah, he's back going back on twenty. So, years. Yeah, yeah, we're almost yeah, almost eighteen years. Eighteen, I think, nineteen right? years. 18 years. Um, fun fact: Brady's uh, first ever college football game, I think, was at Notre Dame Stadium. Starting really? quarterback. Yep. It drove by that on our way to Wisconsin. Because yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, he ended up winning the. Uh, he also won national championship as a backup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, six six round pick. Uh, don't give up on your dreams, folks. Look, look, like, <laughs> look, look like the doughboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But don't uh, give up on your dreams, folks. Yeah. Eight, Eighteen years later, six or five Super Bowls, right? No, five or six. He's got six. Uh, Super Bowls. Yeah. How many wins? Uh, is this he is the, uh, five. So this will be. So he's got. This the, would be six. I think this would be six. Am I a bad fan if I don't know that? Man, I. They they won. No, they didn't win last year. They beat they beat. Um, they didn't win Atlanta last year. Atlanta two years ago. They yep. lost to the Eagles last year. They lost to the Giants twice. You know what? We're gonna ask so Google. This might be his ninth Super Bowl, and he has. He has five rings, three losses, and this will be his ninth. Ninth appearance. So he's either gonna have six Super Bowls or four losses. We're gonna ask Google. Because Google knows everything, you know. Um, what is he? Forty-two. Five Super Bowls. Five, and he's yep. got three losses. Or does he have four? Uh, Atlanta, two to the Giants, and one to Atlanta. Or one, so, sorry, one to the Eagles. So two thousand two, two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand fifteen, two thousand seventeen were the wins. He lost um, in eight and twelve to the Giants, and he lost in well eighteen to the Eagles. And they also. Played in Super Bowls 20, 26. So, wow. So they've won one, two, three, four, five. They've been in five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They've been in ten. But has he been in all of those? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the Patriots. Patri- I was going to say, because yeah. 20 was too far ago, too long ago. Yeah, too long ago, yeah. So 20, 27. So, yeah, you're, he's, um, let's just say a lot. That covers it. Yeah. You know, he's nice he's, Super Bowl. He's, he's, that's amazing, right? Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Um, 40-something years old. Unbelievable. So, uh, TB12 method. That's it. Deployability. Um, anything else you want to add? Do you have any predictions on the game, or you don't make predictions? I don't make predictions. Okay. I don't make predictions. Uh, hoping for a win. I think that uh, Kansas City is a little bit uh, in, in Kansas City with that 13th or that 12th man. The they're fans. Good. They're good. Uh, they're a good team. They're a good team. Well, um, I, I think that's it. Um We'll wrap it up here. You're going to be on in about two weeks, yeah, roughly two and a half weeks. Whenever we can, uh, actually, that might be Super Bowl morning. Uh, yeah. So I'm either going to be in here uh, nervous, probably or, probably uh, the same way you are now. You know, no game. no politics, no politics, no football. We talk football. Okay, we'll talk football. We'll talk football. But uh, two weeks from now, uh, Chris Cross will be back with uh, Larry Lawrence, Rice Morgan, and uh, another couple other cast cast of characters. Um, so I, I think that's it. Um, as always, I don't know if you want to give any plugs on where people can find you if you care about that, or they can just they can just pretend they uh, or hope they can know more about you. But <laughs> no. um, 
But uh, yeah, check out Upstone for all your stone needs. Check out CrossFit Plattsburgh. Uh, Chris CrossFit does a lot, of, a lot of coaching there. Is a big, uh, a big um, figure, uh, driving force, or kind of support, or, or um, you know, um, person within that. And then, uh, yeah, if you see see Chris, good guy, say hi. Um, he's probably dressed in Canadian Goose and, and Nike. So, um, <laughs> but I appreciate being on. That is uh, episode six of the Galen Trombley Show. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. 